RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On November 12, 1967, the New York Giants faced the Chicago Bears at Wrigley Field in Chicago during Week 9 of the 1967 NFL season. The Giants entered the game with a 4-4 record, and the Bears, led by coach George Hallis in his final season, took the field with a 3-5 record. This is the local Chicago radio broadcast featuring announcers Ken Hodge, Woody Erdman, and Dick Lynch. Ted Hodge with Woody Erdman and Dick Lynch speaking to you from Wrigley Field in Chicago where we're standing by to bring you the play-by-play action of today's National Football League game between the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. Today's game is brought to you by Agway, complete supplier of products for farm and home, by Lowe's fabulous new Summit Hotel in the heart of New York City, and by Mohawk Airlines now featuring its great travel value, Weekend Unlimited. Each week throughout the professional football season, the New York Giants radio network and its affiliated stations bring you exciting National League football. The opening kickoff in today's game will be coming up in just a few moments. Here in Chicago, a crowd of about 45,000 is on hand here 20 minutes prior to airtime. In weather that's on the overcast sky and chilly, temperatures are in the low 40s, is expected to go into the 20s before the end of this afternoon's game. The Giants enter this game all even on the season with four wins and four losses, while the Bears have won three and lost five. In a be talking with former Giants defensive back Dick Lynch about how coaches Allie Sherman and George Hallis might be calling their strategy. But right now, for another look at today's game, let's call in our play-by-play reporter, Woody Erdman. Thank you, Ted Hodge, and good afternoon, everyone, from Wrigley Field, Chicago, where this afternoon two football adventures will unfold for the more than 40,000 fans who are braving Chicago wins, the first of the two adventures is the New York Giants high-flying offense, which leads the league in total yardage against the Bears' efficient defense, which has made the most of individual skills and hustle and, of course, the artful design of Coach Jim Dooley. The second adventure holds some fascinating possibilities, too, for quite another reason. It matches a rather stuttering Bear offense, which has shown signs of improvement, but remains last in the league in yards gained. And a giant defense, which has had more points scored against it than any other defense in the National Football League, but whose big problem appears now to be reduced to the defensive backfield. If, as they say, everything is relative, this could be quite a clash. Football, of course, travels in cycles. Last year, the Chicago Bears suffered through a 5-7-2 season, while the New York Giants were winning only one game all season. The Bears had lost Andy Livingston and Johnny Morris for the season. The Giants had been forced to do without Tucker Fredrickson and had encountered many, many injuries. The Giants turn up at Wrigley Field this afternoon for their first appearance here since 1963 when Y.A. Tittle tried his very best to bring off the victory in the face of a brilliant Bear defense. Dick Lynch was in that football game. And perhaps Dick and Ted, it won't be too many years before it will be the Bears against the New York Giants again in another championship affair. All right, Woody Erdman, let's hope that happy day is not too far away. We'll be getting back to you very shortly when we get the opening kickoff in today's game. We'll have more on today's game in just 60 seconds. Your man, William Benefic, college football star, is taking on the ROTC. Being able to make quick decisions on the field isn't Bill's only strong point. He plans ahead, knows where he's going and how to get there. He knows what he wants out of life. 
And part of it is making the most of his military obligation. By taking Army ROTC in college, Bill will receive his officer's commission when he gets his degree. His experience as an Army officer will put him a big jump ahead of competition if he chooses to return to civilian life. His practical experience in organizing, motivating, and leading men will be valuable in his career. If you're a high school senior, find out how Army ROTC can help build your career. See your guidance counselor for the opportunities offered by the Army ROTC. Fielding Chicago, Ted Hodge along with Woody Erdman and Dick Lynch prior to the opening kickoff in this afternoon's National Football League game between the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. Well, Dick Lynch, uh, before we get started uh, uh, talking about the background of this game and what both coaches, George Hallis and Ali Sherman, uh, are going to be using strategy-wise, I think it's uh, entirely apropos here, well, Woody and Dick, to call attention to our fans that we are very uh, soon going to reach a milestone in college football. One of the Chicago newspapers this morning carried an item to the effect that just 10 years ago, this coming Wednesday, Dick Lynch scored the only touchdown for Notre Dame in a great game against the University of Oklahoma. And Dick, by golly, I gotta say, you look like you could go out and score that touchdown again tomorrow if you had to. Not exactly, Ted. I wish I could, though. Uh, I did see the piece in the papers, and it was very nice. Well, Dick, if the Giants are going to win this game this afternoon against the Bears, I think it's obvious to uh, just about everybody they're going to have to stop Mr. Gale Bears, the, uh, who has been variously termed the Kansas Hurricane, the Kansas Cyclone, the Chicago Comet, and so forth. In your thinking, Dick, having played against the Bears and knowing the coaching strategy, how do you expect coaches Allie Sherman and Hollins Murray, the de defensive coach of the Giants, will attempt to stop Bears? Well, it's a, it's a real fine question. Of course, one that's uh, definitely in front of the uh, mind of the coaches on the Giants. However, uh, I do think uh, the Giants can isolate Sayers, and particularly where he is very dangerous, and that would be like, uh, for instance, on the uh, kickoff team, where Gale Sayers has done so well. He scored two touchdowns on runbacks on kickoff, and he's really an exciting runner, and he's got the strength and the speed to go all the way in these kickoffs. But with Pete Gogolak kicking against uh, Gale Sayers, say if Gale Sayers lines up on the right, Pete Gogolak has the ability to place the ball to the left side of the field in the left corner. If Gale Sayers lines up in the left, well then, then Gogolak has the ability to kick the ball to the right. He can place the football anywhere on the field, and that's one great advantage. So that's how I think we're gonna isolate him on the kickoff team. Hunting team, uh, he's also very, very dangerous when he gets the football, but it can, he can be isolated once again because Ernie Coy kicks the ball nice and high, and he also can kick it out of bounds, or he can place it himself. He has the ability to kick to the right, high and long, but to the right. He can tell his uh, defenders, well, I'm gonna kick it to the right now, boys. Let's go over there, let's go get him. Or he can kick it to the left. Uh, he has that ability. So, uh, on our special teams, I think we can isolate Gale Sayers. Uh, and Dick, uh, what, what happens uh, if, the, if they decide to switch at a time when Gogolak is making his approach to the ball? Well, then I think then they're doing something that's different, and we've caused them to do something different. So I don't think that's going to affect it at all. If Sayers has to run from his right to his left, I think this is definitely in the favor of the Giants. Uh, he, has, he can also drop the football, too. Don't forget, it takes uh, quite a long time to see the arc of the ball, see where it's going to fall, and try to get there in time, then to set up for your blocking. Uh, but uh, Goglak also can place that ball very quickly to the right corner or to the left corner. And I think, uh, believe me, I think he can keep the ball away from Sayers. Dick, getting over to the Chicago Bears, I noticed that they're using Jack Cron Cannon 
the former Boston College star quarterback as their number one quarterback this year. Now, uh, when Jack Con Cannon was signed to professional football by the Philadelphia Eagles, he was, of course, the number two quarterback, and the Bears have had an established quarterback in Rudy Bukic. But now Con Cannon has been moved in by Coach George Hallis ahead of Bukic, and I'm wondering why this is, Dick. Well, uh, the number one reason, uh, Woody, I think, George Hallis and, 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 and uh, the Chicago Bears and football in general, coaches, they, they do believe that uh, Jack Cannon can be a fine quarterback. Uh, this is his first year at starting at quarterback. And uh, this, of course, uh, he's under an awful lot of pressure. Uh, he is young. He's 24 years old. He's, uh, this is like his first year starting at quarterback. And they, they want to go with the young quarterback. Uh, Bukic has been in the league about 13 years. I played with Rudy down in Washington. Uh, he's got a fine arm. Uh, I do think at times he is a little erratic. And uh, their offense in the beginning was sputtering. And uh, as Woody pointed out, it's not, it hasn't been consistent. They have scored 101 points. That's second lowest in the, in the league. The Atlanta Falcons have scored 96 points. Uh, so it's, they don't have much of an offense. But So I think he's going to turn the reins completely over to Jack Contanon and build him up. Uh, it takes a lot of experience. It takes playing time. And, and they want to go with Contanon. Uh, I don't think he's much of a passer. In fact, he's, he's somewhat like Tarkington in, in that he does do a lot of scrambling. Uh, the figures here, he ran the ball 48 times. And Tarkington has only ran it 33 times. So uh, when he goes back to throw the ball, he is also, he has the ability, he's six foot three and weighs about 205 pounds. He has the ability to scramble. He also runs 109.9. So he's going to be a scrambler, uh, just like Tarkington. He, he gained 176 yards on his 48 attempts. That's not an awful lot, but he does have the ability to scramble. Uh, Tarkington ran it 33 times for 214 yards. Uh, and we saw it last week uh, as he scrambled and uh, really led us to uh, some real fine games. But uh, overall, though, that's the reason why I think they want to start Contanon and why they want to keep him in the ball game, make him the number one quarterback, give him the experience, because he has the future ahead of him. Uh, his future is sort of like behind him. So I would say youth movement on the part of the Chicago Bears by one of the... Uh, senior citizens and senior statesmen, elder statesmen in the National Football League, the veteran coach George Hallis, going as Dick Link mentioned with youth in quarterback with Jack Con Cannon, the former Boston College star. We had the pleasure of seeing him in all three of his college games uh, against uh, Syracuse University. All three games he appeared in against Syracuse University uh, over many of these same stations. And uh, Con Cannon was a fine college quarterback and has come along well here with the Chicago Bears. We'll have more on today's game in just 60 seconds. Question. How can I tell if I have cancer? Answer. You might suspect cancer, but only a physician with the help of laboratory tests could tell for sure. Question. Does the danger signal always mean cancer? Answer. No, most often it does not. But don't take chances. See your doctor immediately. Questions about cancer. Knowing the correct answers could help you save your life. The American Cancer Society urges you to help protect yourself by knowing the life-saving cancer facts. You can read these facts in a free booklet, which contains a list of the seven danger signals. It also tells you why yearly health checkups are important. Be sure to get your copy. Write or telephone your American Cancer Society.
Here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, we're just moments away from the opening kickoff in this afternoon's NFL football game between the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants. Well, Dick Lynch, a few moments ago, we were chatting about the strategy which the Giants would have to use uh, to stop Gale Sayers and the Chicago Bears. Let's look at the other side of the coin now, Dick, and what will the Bears have to do to stop the Giants? Well, uh, I, I think the fans know what they have to do, really, uh, Ted. Uh, let's take first uh, Coach George Hallis. Uh, he founded the ball club in uh, 1920, and uh, uh, he's been a head coach for 40 of those years, since 1920. He's been a head coach 40 years. He knows and understands football, and he knows what he has to do. What they have to do, and it's real important, the Giants come in here as the number one offensive ball club in the league. They have to stop our passing attack, and if they ignore that, uh, we're having such a fine year rushing. If Ernie Coy, by the way, who didn't practice all week, he didn't run until Friday, uh, uh, but he's, he's going to be able to start the football game. He's all right. Uh, Ernie Coy and Tucker Fredrickson, they're, they're having a great year running. Both of them are, are blocking very well, and they're running very well. And I, I think we can run against the Chicago Bear defense. And I, I, I believe very strongly that we can pass. Now, if they line up two men on Homer Jones, has, has been the custom so far in the, in, in the games that we've seen, and we've recorded here, we have Aaron Thomas. And Aaron Thomas has done very well against the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's done very well against Richie Pettibone, who is a real fine safety. Uh, and they're going to have a battle. It's going to be quite a battle, Pettibone against Aaron Thomas. And also, uh, of course, Homer Jones, uh, he'll give anybody trouble. He'll give McCray trouble. He'll give Gentry trouble. Uh, and uh, you never can tell when Homer's going to get the ball and go all the way with it. So they have to stop our passing. And if they ignore that, uh, Watch out for the run because Tucker and uh, and Coy can go go with that football, and that's the problem for the Bears. Our offense is really really very good. Defensively, uh, we have to stop Sayers on the ground, and that's going to be 11 football players crowding him every time he gets his hands on the ball. They'll probably come with pitchouts, uh, sweeps, or tackle plays. As good as uh, Gale Sayers is on a pitchout, uh, Ted, he can go off tackles just as well, and, and that's his favorite play: off tackle behind great blocking. And he has the ability to go all the way, especially down the goal line. They like to go off tackle with him. And they have also in their backfield, Ronnie Bull, who's not having a great year. He's been hurt a lot. Uh, and Bull, Bull is very swift, very elusive around when he comes around with the football. He gets around that end very quick. And he also has the ability to pass, as Sayers, too. They're both left-handed, and they both can pass the football. This is something we might see during a football game. Okay, Dick Lynch, that's something we'll be watching for. And if it develops, pass on to our listeners. Let's take a look now at the offensive starting lineup for both these clubs as the players are being introduced on the field. For the New York Giants, starting off uh, the split-hand position will be filled by Homer Jones, a six-foot-two, 225-pounder from Texas Southern University. The left tackle will be Willie Young, a six-foot-two, 250-pounder from Grambling College. The left guard will be Pete Case, a six-foot-three, 245-pounder from the University of Georgia. Centering the ball will be Greg Larson, the 11-year veteran from Minnesota. He stands 6 feet 3 and weighs 250 pounds. The right guard will be Darrell Best, a 6-foot, 245-pounder from North Carolina State. The right tackle will be Francis Pay. He stands 6 feet 5, weighs 250, played his college ball at the University of Missouri. The tight end will be Aaron Thomas, a 6-foot, 310-pounder from Oregon State. The flanker back will be Joe Morrison, a 212-pound, 6-foot-1 from the University of Cincinnati. The quarterback will be Fran Tarkenton, 6 feet, 190 pounds from the University of Georgia. 
The running back will be Tucker Fredrickson at 6'2", 230 pounds from Auburn University, and Ernie Coy, 6'3", 230 pounds from the University of Texas. For the Chicago Bears, at left end will be Dick Gordon, 5'11", 190 pounds from Michigan State. Left tackle, Randy Jackson, 6'5", 245 pounds from Florida. Left guard, Mike Raybould, 6'2", 250 pounder from Indiana. The center, Mike Pyle, a 6'3", 250 pounder from Yale University. The right guard, Jim Cadill, a 6'3", 240-pounder from San Jose State. The right tackle, Bob Witaska, a 6'3", 240-pounder from Notre Dame. The tight end will be Austin Denny. At 6 feet 2, he weighs 229 pounds, played at the University of Tennessee. The flanker back will be Johnny Morris, a 5'10", 180-pounder from the University of California at Santa Barbara. The quarterback, Jack Con Cannon, who we were speaking about earlier with Dick Lynch, he stands 6'3", weighs 205, and attended Boston College. The running backs will be Gail Sayers. At 6 feet, he weighs 198 pounds. is from Kansas University. And Ronnie Bull, 6 feet tall, 200 pounds, from Baylor. Both teams are getting ready for the opening kickoff, which will be coming up in just a moment. Right now, we pause 70 seconds for station identification. This is the New York Giants Radio Network. At 8.10 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Shortly for the opening kickoff in this game between the Chicago Bears and New York Giants. Dick Lynch, this is a mighty important game for both of these ball clubs. Uh, talking with some of the Chicago Bear players, they really feel that they are still in this race, and they are. If you look at their division, they're in the Central Division. With Green Bay hurting now, both Grabowski and Pitts out. Uh, I don't know how long Grabowski's going to be out. And with Barstock, certainly questionable. He goes game to game, but he, his uh, shoulder isn't really uh, in great shape. Uh, they feel, even though they're three games behind, uh, that by the time they, they meet the Bear, they meet the Green Bay Packers, which is in about three games, that they'll have closed the gap. And so, since they're only a half game out of second place and three games behind the leaders, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they want to win this football game. This is an important game. And if you look back over the history of the uh, Chicago Bears, they certainly come on real strong late in the season and uh, this is late in the season this is a time when papa hallis gets them really rolling so they have an excellent chance to steal that central division for the uh, new york giants this is a mighty important game for us we're one game out of first place uh, both the uh, st louis cardinals and the cleveland browns right now are one game ahead of us but perhaps if any one of those teams lose we find ourselves right back in the first place so this is a, a big game for the giants a big game for the bears and that's what's going to make an exciting football game today and the Giants have won the toss and elected to receive. They will be receiving from the goal line drawn directly in front of us here at Wrigley Field as the Bears line up for the kickoff. Out uh, with referee Pat Haggerty for the coin tossing ceremony were co-captains Joe Morrison, Jim Cat Cabbage of the Giants, and for the Bears, Mike Pyle and Bob Wachowska of the offensive unit and Dick Butkus, the middle linebacker on defense. Now here come the Giants out of their huddle around Coach Allie Sherman, ready to line up in receiving formation. Kicking off, placing the ball on the 40-yard line is Max Percival, a six-foot-four, 220-pounder from Texas Tech, who will kick off for the Chicago Bears. The Giants come out directly below us now here at Wrigley Field, ready to receive the kickoff. And very, very shortly, we will have play-by-play -play action in the National Football League game between the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. First of all, let's place the ball on the 40-yard line for the Bears. The Giants are down below. It's all set to receive. 
There's the signal here to tell you about it. Our play-by-play reporter, Woody Erdman. There's the approach to the ball. The boot heads towards the near side of the field and goes out of bounds on about the five-yard line, so it will be kicked over. Back to receive the kickoff will be Clarence Childs and Randy Minier. Minier was just activated this past week. He's a graduate of Purdue, six feet, one, 200 pounds, and now has been assigned number 27. So we're here at Wrigley Field in Chicago prior to kickoff of the game between the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. A word about Randy Minimir, uh, Woody. Uh, he, he, of course, was assigned to the uh, New York Giants Farm Club, the Westchester Bulls, and he had an excellent season there. He was running the ball very well. He is an excellent runner. Uh, unfortunately, in his rookie year last year, he broke his leg uh, up at training camp at Fairfield, Connecticut. Uh, but he's back and he's healthy and he's in real good shape and uh, he's a fine runner. Number 83, Max Percival, will kick off for the Chicago Bears. The ball is on the 35. The arm has been placed high in the air. And there is the approach to the ball, the boot. It's a high over end over end kick taken by Clarence Childs on the 12. He carries it to the 20, to the 25, to the 30, up to the 35-yard line. And he's brought down over on the far side of the field on the 35-yard line. So it will be first and 10 for the New York Giants. On their own 35, Bob Jones made the tackle for the Chicago Bears. In the opening seconds of play here at Wrigley Field, in other action in the National Football League, first period, San Francisco 7, Washington nothing. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the New York Giants. Out on the flank on the far side is Del Schaffner. The split end on the near side, Homer Jones. The ball handed off to Triplett. Triplett picks up, yardage, gets past the line of scrimmage, past the 40-yard line up to about the 41-yard line where he's tackled by Doug Buffoon. Bill Triplett, 6 feet 2, 210 pounds. And so it's a pickup of 6. Makes it 2nd and 4. The ball on the 41-yard line. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the New York Giants. Jones on the near side, Schaffner on the far side. There's a pitch out to Fredrickson. Fredrickson gets guarding, gets past the midfield strike, gets down to about the 42-yard line, and he's tackled there by Jim Purnell, the right linebacker for the Chicago Bears. So it's the first down for the New York Giants. 13 minutes and 40 seconds of playing time remaining in the first quarter. And an excellent block that time by Daryl Death, and opening up that hole for Tucker, it was nice and big, and uh, uh, Daryl Death pulled out of the line and knocked a buffoon back, uh, enabling uh, Tucker to make that big yardage. So the ball is on about the 44-yard line. Over the ball at center, Greg Larson. There's a handoff to Triplett. Triplett hits the middle of the line. He stopped at the line of scrimmage by Dick Eby and Frank Cornish. The middle portion of the forward wall for the Chicago Bears. He may have picked up about a yard or two. No score in the ball game here at Wrigley Field. The New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. Make it second down and about 10. No gain on that pass play. Second and 10. New York Giants calling the signals for the Giants. Fran Parkinson on the near side. It's Homer Jones on the far side. Del Schaffner. Parkinson fades. A pass to Jones. It's good. Jones gets it on about the 31-yard line, and he's tackled just about at the time he received it by Curtis Gentry, who is the right cornerback for the Chicago Bears. And so the ball is on the Bears' 31-yard line. First and 10 New York Giants on the Bears' 31. The New York Giants on the go in the opening quarter of this game between the Giants and the Chicago Bears' traditional rivals. There's the snap to Trackenden. Trackenden fades. A pass over the line to Aaron Thomas. It's good. 
and carried to about the 20-yard line on the near side of the field where he's stopped there by Jim Purnell and Richie Pettibone. Purnell, the right linebacker, Pettibone, the strong safety. Pettibone in his ninth season, Purnell in his fourth season. So it's another first down for the Giants. First and 10, New York Giants, 11 minutes and 46 seconds of playing time remaining in the first period. The Giants in possession of the football. First and 10, the ball on the 20 of the Chicago Bears. Tarkenton calling the signals. The running back are Fredrickson and Triplett. Offside. Marty Ampler, I think, pulled offside on that pass play, Dick. Right, he did. He, uh, he uh, jumped the gun uh, by about two seconds. I think Tarkenton... Uh was ready to take the ball anyway and throw, throw it, uh, but the referee stepped right in. It was uh, offside, and they stopped the ball even before they got in motion. So that puts the ball on the 15-yard line. For the New York Giants, it is first and five to go. The ball on the 15 of the Bears. <laughs> Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Giant Schaffner on the far side. He's a flanker. The split end, Homer Jones on the near side. The tight end, Aaron Thomas. Triplett and Fredrickson are the running back. The ball headed off to Fredrickson. Fredrickson to the five, down to about the two-yard line. And he's forced out of bounds on the near side of the field by Curtis Gentry, right cornerback for the Chicago Bears. Tucker Fredrickson, who this year entered the ball game with 261 yards rushing in 81 carries. Well, it's been the giant habit to take the, take the ball as they get it to move right down the field. And every game uh, they've scored, I think, uh, just about every time they had their hands on the ball the first time, Woody, and they're, they're in real fine scoring position once again. They're talking in his bottom right down. First and goal to go with the ball on the three-yard line. Talking and calling the signals. Hands the ball off to Triplett. Triplett hits the middle of the line. He bangs into it, but he is stopped by the center portion of the front four for the Chicago Bears. Dick Evie, Frank Cornish, and middle linebacker Dick Butkus. It's going to be tough moving a man like Frank Cornish, Woody. He's, uh, they say he's 270 pounds, but uh, I was next to him down on the field. I think, I think he's uh, over the 300 mark. He's about 3'5". Bob Crispino goes in the ball game. Who he moves in a tight end, and Aaron Thomas flips over to split end. Del Schaffner is the flanker back. The running backs are Fredrickson and Triplett. Tarkenton calling the signal for the New York Giants. Greg Larson over the ball at center. Takes the snap from center. Hands the ball off to Triplett. Triplett loses his footing as he hits the line, and he is stopped at the line of scrimmage by Ed O'Branovich, number 87, in his sixth season in the National Football League. 6'3", 255 pounds. The New York Giants knocking on the door. The ball on about the one-yard line. Bill Triplett went into the line, and as he moved into the line, he tried to cut in, lost his footing. Picked up about two. One yard to go. Duncan calling the signal. Takes the snap from center. He fades. He's looking for a receiver. There's the pick out to the near side to Darrell Jess. It's a lateral, and I believe Jess carried it in. Yes, that's right, Woody. You call it right. That's a touchdown, and I think Darrell Ness is really uh, very amazed, but very elated at the same time. Targeting was put, it, put on a great rush by Ed Obradovich. Uh, as he went to, uh, into the, tried to go into the end zone with the ball, he was tackled and uh, instinctively turned around, threw the ball to Darrell Ness and put his shoulder in and just took over two bare defenders with him. A touchdown, Giants lead. Darrell Ness scores the touchdown for the Giants. Take the lateral from Fran Tarkin and Pete Gogolak will attempt the conversion. There's the hole, the boot. It is good. And so it's seven for the New York Giants, nothing for the Chicago Bears. More New York Giants football in just 60 seconds. 
So the New York Giants get on the scoreboard first here at Wrigley Field in Chicago early in the first quarter, taking the opening kickoff, a 65-yard drive capped by a lateral pass from Fran Tarkin to the Darrell Best for the touchdown. Gogolak's conversion kick was good. The Giants lead the Chicago Bears 7-0. Now here is Gogolak kicking off for the Giants. Here to tell you about it, the network voice of the Giants, Woody Erdman. Gordon and Sayers lined up one behind the other, an attempt to confuse Gogolak as Gogolak kicks off the ball taken by Ralph Jurek. Jurek carries the ball along the near side of the field and he is finally down on about the 35-yard line. Right, Woody, I think, uh, as we called it, uh, Dale Sayers and Gordon were back there, one behind the other, so they were trying to confuse the uh, giant rushing team coming down. Gogolak tried to put it over on the left side of the field. Chicago Bears out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, calling the signals. Jack Cannon, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Over the ball at center, Mike Pyle. The ball is snapped back to Cannon. He hands it off to Ron Bull. Bull hits the line. He picks up several yards, and he's brought down short of the 40-yard line. Ron Bull, who is back in action, he was out the result of injury and makes his return today. He's a six-year veteran, six feet tall, 200 pounds, a graduate of Baylor. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears. It is second and eight. The running backs are Sayers and Ron Bull. The flanker back is Johnny Morris. Over the ball at center is Mike Pyle. The quarterback, Jack Cannon. Concannon takes the snap from center. He fades, looking for a receiver. He's being rushed behind the line of scrimmage. Kekavich is after him. He's being cheap. There's a short pass. A sweet pass to Austin Jimmy. Jimmy got the ball on the far side of the field and carried it up to about the 39 or 40-yard line. Tim Avery and Bill Swain brought him down. Austin Jimmy, 6 feet 2, 229 pounds. The rookie from Tennessee made the reception averting what could have been a tragedy. So it is now second and about seven. And the Giants that time lined up in an odd defense. Uh, they had uh, five men on the line of scrimmage, uh, and it was strictly the, uh, the linemen who were putting the rush on uh, Concanon. Chicago Bears out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage. Concanon takes the snap from center. There's a short pass. Good to number 47, Johnny Morris. And Morris catches the ball, and he is down as soon as he gets the ball on about the 47 or 48-yard line of the Giants. Scott Eaton made the tackle. Scott Eaton has returned after having been out as a result of injury. He's the left cornerback for the Giants. And he's covering one of the real fine receivers in the National Football League, Johnny Morris. He's been beset by injuries also, Woody, but he's one of the finest receivers I've ever played against. First and ten Chicago Bears with a ball now in Giants territory. We have six minutes and 57 seconds of playing time remaining in the first quarter. There is a pass to Morris. On the 40, on the 30, and he is brought down on the 29-yard line by Wendell Harris, strong safetyman for the Giants. Johnny Morris took a pass on the near side of the field from Jackson Cannon. And he carried it to about the 29-yard line of the New York Giants. Another first down. First and 10, Chicago. The Giants are leading 7-0. Other scores of National Football League action. First period. Baltimore 21, Atlanta nothing. First quarter, San Francisco 7, Washington nothing. And here at Wrigley Field, it's 7 for the Giants, nothing for the Bears, but the Bears are threatening. Up at the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears, Jackson Cannon calling the signals. There's the snap from center. He's fading. He's being rushed. And there is a pass intended on the near side of the field for Austin Jimmy, right as Jackson Cannon was being pulled down by Bob Lertzema. Bob Lertzema, one of the defensive tackles for the New York Giants. 
One thing in the uh, Giants' favor so far in this ball game, as far as when Quintana goes back to pass, Woody, uh, he does not drop back uh, very deep. That time he only dropped back around four yards, and the giant linemen were right on top of him, causing him to just try to get rid of the football before it was tackled. So uh, in this league, if you're going to pass, it takes a little bit more time. You have to drop back at least seven yards, but he hasn't done it so far. The flanker back, Johnny Morris, on the near side. The split end, Dick Gordon, over on the far side. The quarterback is Jack Cannon. He fades. Again, the rush being put on him. There's a screen pass to Ronnie Bull. Bull gets it, carries it over to the far side of the field to about the 35. Now, that'll be a loss of about four yards on the play. Vince Costello made the tackle. And Costello had a man-to-man, Woody. He read the play correctly as Bull came out into the what we're looking at right now, the right flat zone. Uh, Vinny Costello, with 11 years' experience, was right in back of him as he caught the football. He dragged him right down, and uh, it was a real fine play by Vince Costello. Now the uh, Bears are in a little bit of trouble as far as trying to get the first down. They have uh, third down and about 15 to go, and uh, they'll have to get at least 15 to keep this drive going. Ralph Kurek replaces Ron Bull as a running back for the Chicago Bears. Johnny Morris flanked out on the far side. Dick Gordon. The split end on the near side. Cannon takes the snap from center. The ball handed off to Gale Stairs. Gale Stairs rushes to the far side. He is down on about the 30-yard line by Ken Avery. Stairs went into this ball game with 397 yards gained rushing and three touchdowns. He's a tough one. Six feet tall, 198 pounds. The ball is on the 30-yard line. That makes it fourth down and about 11 or 12 yards to go. They will try now for a field goal. Max Percival, six feet four, 220 pounds in his sixth season in the National Football League. Mike Pyle holds the ball, accepts the ball from center. There is the boot. It is no good. It's wide to the near side. So it is no good. And the score remains the New York Giants seven, the Chicago Bears nothing. We have four minutes and 35 seconds of playing time remaining in the first quarter of this football game. Seven to nothing. The Giants out front. So the ball will be placed on the 20-yard line, and the Giants will take over possession. Coming into the ball game, Aaron Thomas. Joe Morrison will be the flanker back. Homer Jones is split in. Aaron Thomas the tight end. There's a pause in the action here at Wrigley Field. The score, seven for the Giants, nothing for the Bears. More Giants football in just 30 seconds. Here at Wrigley Field, the New York Giants have held the Chicago Bears on their first attempt at scoring. The Bears put the ball in play on their own 35 and were unable to uh, get the field goal attempt, uh, which uh, was just uh, tried. So the Giants take over on their own 20-yard line. First and 10 here to tell you about it, Woody Erdman. Joe Schaffner remains as flanker back and will not be replaced by Joe Morrison. There's a snap from center to Tarkenden. Tarkenden hands it off to Triplett. Triplett bangs into the middle of the line. He gets to about the line of scrimmage, and he meets Dick Butkus and Dick Eby at the middle of the line. So there is no gain on the play, and it remains... Ten yards to go, second down for the New York Giants. Well, this name we'll be hearing a lot about, Woody. This Dick Butkus is uh, a, a real fine linebacker. He's all, his, this is his third year, and his previous two years, he was all NFL as middle linebacker. Quite a tribute. The Bears now with five defensive halfbacks. Clackenden rolls to the near side. There's a pass to Homer Jones. Incomplete. Benny McRae, the left cornerback, covering Homer Jones. And had Homer been able to get his hands on the ball, he would have been on his way. But as we mentioned, the Bears went to five defensive halfbacks. Joe Taylor replaced Jim Furnell, the right linebacker. And so Gentry Taylor, that is Rosie Taylor, Joe Taylor, Richie Pettibone, and Benny McKay. All were in that defensive backfield. And they read the situation right, preventing a pass completion from Tarkenden intended for Homer Jones. Incomplete, third and ten. 
The New York Giants move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage. Over on the far side is Dell Schaffner. He's the flanker. Split end, Homer Jones. Second and takes the snap from center. There is a pass intended for Schaffner. Out of bounds. And so it will be fourth and ten, and the Giants will be forced to punt. All right, Woody. Uh, as you know, last week we saw five defensive backs uh, against the New York Giant offense. That's uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, had that maneuver in their defensive backfield, and this is exactly what the Bears are doing. And at the same time, the Bears, with their five defensive backs, all speed demons, they're all very fast back there, are blitzing Dick Butkus right up the middle of that uh, Giant line. But he's being picked up very well by Greg Larson. And so the Giants start to win a punt formation. Ernie Coy back to do the punting. He's standing on the seven. It's a low snap from center. There's the boot. It's a high wobbling spiral that called for a fair catch, called for on about the 42-yard line. Good for about 40 yards. And so the Chicago Bears will take over with a ball resting on their own 42-yard line. The Giants are leading seven to nothing. We have three minutes and 45 seconds of playing time remaining in the first quarter. Seven to nothing. The Giants out front. The only scores we have are the two we reported. Baltimore over Atlanta in the first period, 21 to nothing. And also a first quarter score, San Francisco 7, Washington nothing. Other games, Philadelphia against Los Angeles, Dallas, New Orleans, Detroit meets Minnesota, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Cleveland against Green Bay. Let's pause. 10 seconds for station identification. This is the New York Giants Radio Network. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Dial my way weeknights for conversation on WGY. 8th Avenue Dials, connected. Here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, we have a momentary timeout. And time for us to remind you that if you haven't already done so, it is time that you sent in your card or letter to Woody and Dick and became a member of our honorary New York Giants Sportscaster Club. Just send your name and address plus the car letters of the station to which you're now listening. We'll be giving away footballs autographed by the Giants, official team pictures, Giants yearbook, and we'll make you a member of our honorary Sportscasters Club. Nothing to buy, no obligation. Just send us your name and address. Okay, Woody. Chicago Bears over the line of scrimmage. Jack Cannon calling the signals. The flanker back is Johnny Morris. The split end, Dick Gordon. There's a snap from center. The ball handed off to Stairs. Stairs attempts a sweep, and he gets to about the 45, finally up to about the 50 yards to the midfield stripe over on the far side of the field. And he is brought down over there by strong safetyman Wendell Harris and by middle linebacker Vince Costello. Well, that's the strong factor for this guy, Gail Stairs, Dick Lynch. That's right, Woody, and uh, he almost busted those tackles and got around there. Had he got around those boys, he, he was running for daylight. Gail says, on a sweep, moves the ball eight yards, so it is now second and two. The Chicago Bears up at the line of scrimmage. Over the ball at center, Mike Pyle. There's a snap to Concannon. Concannon takes the handoff. There's a pass to the near side of the field. Intended on the near side of the field for Dick Gordon. The split end, he was covered by Fido Lockhart, who made a brilliant, brilliant lunge for that ball, Dick. Right, and he just about, at least he interfered enough with Gordon so he couldn't get his hands on the football. It did go off his fingertips, but Spider made a valiant effort to uh, intercept the football. He almost got it himself, but a fine play by Spider, picking up Dick Gordon as he came across the middle of the field. And once again, Woody, uh, the giant defensive line was right on top of Cannon, forcing him to throw the ball a little bit early. Number 87, Ed Obradovich, has gone in the ball game. He replaced Dick Gordon, Cannon calling the signals, hands the ball off to Sears. There's Fubos over on the far side of the field. There's a pileup over there. And it is recovered by the New York Giants. Gail Sears attempted a slant, and as he was moving into the line, the football was knocked out of his arms by Ken Avery. And so 
It was fallen upon by the New York Giants, fallen upon by Tim Avery. So it is now first and ten for the Giants on the midfield strike. They're over on the far side of the field as they break out of the huddle. Del Schaffner is flanked out on the far side, split on the near side. Homer Jones, the tight end Aaron Thomas, the running back Triplett and Fredrickson. Markinen takes the handoff, gives the ball over the middle to Schaffner. Schaffner takes it down to the 20, down to about the 15-yard line. After taking that pass at the middle of the field, he raced to the near side of the field and carried it all the way down to the 15-yard line. Roosevelt Taylor, the free safetyman for the Chicago Bears, prevented Del Schaffner from taking it in. And so the New York Giants are again knocking on the door of the Chicago Bears. They're leading 7-0, the Giants. The ball placed officially on the 16. So it is now first and 10. Giants on the Bears, 16. Schaffner flanked out to the far side. Jones on the near side. The tight end, Thomas. Triplett and Fredrickson, the running back. There's the snap from center. The handoff to Triplett. Triplett finds the hole as he hits the far side of the line. Carries the ball past the mid, past the 15-yard line, down to about the 13, and he's tackled there by Butchus and Buffoon. The Chicago Bears now deep in their own territory with the Giants in possession. The Bears using three linebackers. Right down here, Woody, uh, there's no really room to uh, run. Uh, I mean... No deep secondary, so that's why they keep the three linebackers in. They do expect a run, but they might get the pass this time. The ball on about the 11. The ball handed off from Tarkin and to Fredrickson. Fredrickson, the middle of the line, past the 10-yard line, picks up several yards, and he's brought down by Marty Ampler and Frank Cornish. Ampler, the right defensive end, and Frank Cornish, the left defensive tackle. So it is now third and one. Aaron Thomas, now the split end. Bob Crispino moves in at tight end. Homer Jones leads the ball game. Schaffner flanked out on the far side. Fredrickson is up with the running back. Trackington calling the signals. Takes the snap from center. Hands the ball off. Carried to the near side of the line. Carried into the line by Triplett. By Fredrickson, I believe, as they unfold. And he may have picked up a first down. He's very close, Woody. I think he has got it. Yes, he does. It's a first down. And a fine run by Tucker. Just put his head down. His shoulder went right into the linebacker, Burnell. And uh, he, he got it at... At least he knocked him down enough uh, to get his first down. It's a real big first down for the Giants. Now they have six yards to go for a touchdown, but they're in excellent position here. First and goal to go for the Giants. Schaffner flanked out to the far side. Jones back in the ball game. He's a split end, moved in on the near side. Thomas the tight end. Darkening and calling the signals. There's a snap and center. The ball given on a pitch out to Fredrickson. Fredrickson takes the sweep and then turns in and gets to about the line of scrimmage. He may have picked up a yard. Dick Butchers and Ed O'Bradovich make the tackle. That's the end of the quarter. And so, at the completion of the first quarter, the score here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, the New York Giants 7, the Chicago Bears nothing. Okay, Woody Erdman, say, a friend here in Chicago, our New York Giants radio network broadcasting staff is headquartered at the Ambassador East Hotel, home of the famous Pump Room. On your next trip to Chicago for business or pleasure, you'll enjoy gracious hospitality at Lowe's Ambassador East and pleasant relaxation and sumptuous dining in the famous pump room. You're the Ambassador East and the Ambassador West. Want to remind you, too, that if you are coming to New York for a Giants game uh, next week uh, when the Giants play Pittsburgh or anytime soon, here's a tip for you. Lowe's fabulous new Summit Hotel in the heart of New York is the place to spend your football weekend. Have a big town Saturday night at the Swinging Gaucho Room with its great food and sophisticated entertainment. There's never a cover or minimum there, you know. 
follow that up Sunday with a hearty bunch and an afternoon of exciting Giants brand of professional football for the most exhilarating weekend you've ever had. Best of all, most Summit Hotel, you know, is where the Giants make their home away from home when they're playing in New York. Check the yellow pages or your favorite travel agent for reservation information. Here we go to the second quarter of play at Chicago. Here to tell you about it, Woody Erdman. The Giants up to the line of scrimmage. Shopter on the near side. Bob Crispino in the ball game at tight end. The split in Aaron Thomas. Tarkin and takes a snap from center. He fades back to about the 15. He's being rushed. He's pulled down. Back on the 10-yard line. Ed Obradovich. A pass rush put on Van Tarkenden. And they pull him down behind the line of scrimmage. Back on about the 10. That's a loss of about five yards on the play. Right, Woody. I think uh, Fran was trying to hit Del Schaffner, who was covered very, very well by Benny McRae over here on our side of the field. Uh, Del was trying his, his very famous square out pattern, which he does excellent. Uh, but Benny, with no room behind him, just stayed with him move for move, and talking him could not release the football. And so it is now. The New York Giants in possession of the football, third and nine. Schaffner flanked out on the near side. The tight end is Bob Crispino. The split end is Aaron Thomas. Tarkin and Faith. There's a pass in the end zone. And they stopped it by Benny McRae. McRae goes to the 10. Up to the 15-yard line. And he stopped on the 15-yard line on the far side of the field by Darrell Depp. That pass intended for Del Schaffner under the goalpost. Intercepted there by Benny McRae, who took the ball away from Schaffner. Chicago Bears at the 17-yard line. So it is a pickup of about two yards. We'll make it second and eight. And that's a fine one-on-one -on -one stop by uh, Clarence Childs. He came up and kept his head up. And as Sayers uh, was trying to get around him by Duke, and he just went right into him and pulled him right down. A fine tackle by Clarence Childs. Ron Bull and Gail Sayers are the running back. Sayers out on the wing on the far side. Concana takes the snap from center. He rolls out. There is a pass to Sayers. Sayers tries to reverse his position after getting the pass. And there is a marker on the play. Gail Sayers took that ball heading toward the far sideline as he caught the ball he tried to reverse his field he could not do it lost his footing and a marker was thrown on the play well they're calling a face mask there penalty uh, Woody it's a 15 yard penalty it takes the uh, Chicago Bears out of the hole so to speak at least they uh, have 15 yards given to him that time the referee was standing right there and he threw the uh, flag down uh, has the ball play as they have tried to spin away I think uh, one of the ball players grabbed the face mask an automatic 15-yard penalty on a first down. So it's first and 10 Chicago Bears on their own 38-yard line. Number 45, Dick Gordon, the split end on the far side. Johnny Morris flanked on the near side. There's the snap from center. The handoff, the carry into the middle by Ron Bull. Bull gets to about the 40-yard line, and he is brought down over on the far side of the field by Vince Costello, Bob Lertema, and Jim Moran. Lertema and Moran, the defensive tackles for the Giants, and Vince Costello, middle linebacker. So the ball is on the 41. And it's second down and about seven to go. Second and seven, Chicago, with a ball on their own 41-yard line. A pickup of three. As they move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, Gordon splits out to the far side, and Morris is flanked on the near side. The tight end is Austin Denny, a rookie. Jack Kincallan calling the signals. He fades. There's a marker on the play. There is a pass to Stairs. Stairs take it on about the fifth field stripe. He carries it. Tries to get it beyond the midfield stripe, and he is dropped there on the far side of the field by Spider Lockhart and Vince Costello. A short pass, Concannon to Sayers. There is a marker on the play. Yes, Woody, I think they were offside uh, on that particular play, uh, and it'll go against the uh, Chicago Bears. That's five-yard penalty against the Giants. 
against the Chicago Bears. It's interesting to note, though, that Quintana is not going for the deep pass. He is going for just the short, uh, mediocre pass, like he's just hitting, hitting seven yards and letting the uh, receiver do the rest of it for him. And he has two receivers that can do it. He's sending uh, players out of the backfield. Once he gets his hand on the ball, he can take off and make yardage for him. And the same with Johnny Morris, who has, has done it so far in this ballgame, too. So with that penalty, it is now second and 12, Dick. Number 45, Dick Gordon, split on the far side. The flanker back, Johnny Morris, wide on the near side. There's the snap to Concannon. Concannon rolls out. He's looking for receiver. He tries to run. Gets past the midfield strike. The 45, Horton. Almost worked out of bounds, but dropped on the 41 by Wendell Harris and Scott Eaton. Jack Concannon took the snap from center. Looked for receivers. Decided to run with a football. Picked up blocking and picked up some real yardage. Right, Woody, that's, that's very, uh, very similar play that the New York Giants have with Rand Tarkins, and it's the option pass. He can run it, or he can throw the football. That time he was looking for Sayers coming across the middle of the field. Sayers was covered by Vince Costello, so he decided to run with it, and he made real fine yardage. And as we pointed out, he has the ability to run. He's a 9-9. He does the, nine, the 100 in 9.9, so he's, he's fast, and he's big enough to take a beating uh, when he gets tackled. Jimmy Jones has now replaced Johnny Morris at flanker back. He's on the far side. There is the snap to Concannon. Concannon gives the ball to Jones. Jones picks up blocking, races along the near sideline, and he is forced out of bounds on the near side of the field on about the 20-yard line. Vince Costello and Clarence Childs. Jimmy Jones winning the ball game at the flanker back position and then on the reverse took the ball from Concannon. Race to the near side. Dick? All right, Woody, and uh, they were very lucky that time. Sayers uh, started in motion uh, just before the play, but... His forward motion, it wasn't a forward motion, it was side. As long as he's going away from the line of scrimmage or lateral to it, they're not going to call it. So he did slip, but he slipped. He was going towards the side. He took the ball from Quintana, and he in hand turned it off to Jones, who made real fine yardage. And so it is now first and ten with the ball resting on about the 17 of the Giants. Quintana calling the signals. He hands the ball off to Stairs. Stairs a sweep. Gets to about the line of scrimmage. He may have lost the yard on the play as he tried to turn the corner. Scott Eaton stopped him. Pushed him over to the far side of the field. Eaton assisted by Ken Avery. Avery, the right linebacker. Scott Eaton, left cornerback for the Giants. There's a loss of about a yard or two on the play, Dick. Yes, Woody, that play actually was uh, scheduled to go off tackle inside the, uh, their uh, offensive end. And as uh, Sayers, who has such magnificent speed in the sense of in running, he saw the hole was blocked, cut, cut away on the outside, uh, and a fine tackle by Scott Eaton. He tried out run, and he didn't. Second and 11. Second and 11 for the Chicago Bears. Concannon takes the snap from center. He rolls out. He's looking for a receiver. He's being rushed behind the line of scrimmage by Bob Lersema. They drop him. Back on the 35-yard line. I, I, a correction. I was watching Concannon, and the rush that was put on Concannon by Kachavich and Lersema. And in the meantime, Concannon connects with Austin Denny. Austin Denny, 62, 229 pounds. A rookie. And Concannon is down. Back on about the 35-yard line. Well, that's, uh, that was a scramble pattern, Woody. It was the same play uh, that Concannon ran before. Instead of throwing the ball, uh, he ran with the ball the first time. This time, instead of running, he stopped and looked for a pass receiver. Denny, Denny was covered at the time, and he scrambled and went on back. And just as he was about to be tackled, he got rid of the football and, and made a completion to Denny. It would give him still four yards to go. But uh, in the meantime, Concannon was hit very hard by Jim Cadcarriage, a free uh, legitimate tackle. Uh, and Concannon right now is on the ground. Uh, he's being attended to by the physician. So uh, if he's hurt, uh, 
you, you might see a, a quite a different football game in there with uh, Rudy Bukic. If Rudy Bukic has to come in the football game, he's a boy that can throw the football. If he has time to throw it, uh, he can pinpoint anybody. It looks like Bukic is coming out on the field, too. And Cannon is going to stay in the ball game. It looked for a moment that as though Larry Rakestraw would replace Cannon, but Cannon shakes him off. And so, as Dick has told you, it is third and four on that pass completion from Jack Cannon to Austin Denny. Denny went into this ball game, and he had one reception. Had been thrown to 11 times and had only one reception. He's a rookie. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears. Number 47, Johnny Morris, back in the ball game. He's flanked out on the far side. Dick Gordon, split on the near side. There's the snap. Cannon. he decides to run with a football, heads to the far side of the field, and he's brought down back on about the 15-yard line by Bill Swain. Swain, the left linebacker for the New York Giants. Cannon looked for open receivers, couldn't find them, and he rolled out to the far side, brought down on the 15-yard line by Bill Swain. So it's fourth down for the Chicago Bears, fourth and seventh. With a ball resting on the 15-yard line, Max Percival will try now for the field goal. The ball will be held on about the 22. There's the snap to hold the boot. It is blocked. Freeman White blocked the attempted field goal by Max Percival. And so the score remains seven for the New York Giants, nothing for the Bears. We have nine minutes and 40 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half of this football game. Seven to nothing, the Giants over the Bears. Right, Woody, and that's exactly why they put in Freeman White in this situation. Uh, he is big, he's fast, and he gets in there real good. He comes down crashing outside their uh, their blocking backs and just stretches out. It's exactly what they put him in there for, and he, he did a fine job that time. Homer Jones stood on the far side, chopped or flanked on the near side. The running back, Triplett and Fredrickson. Tarkinen calling the signals at quarterback. There's a marker on the play. Tarkinen, a long pass intended downfield for Homer Jones. It is incomplete. There's a marker on the play. Curtis Gentry was covering Homer Jones. Gentry is the right cornerback. He has been assigned to Homer Jones. There are two markers. One down on about the five-yard line and one, that one, in Giants territory and one at around the midfield stripe. Well, Woody, I think what happened there, first of all, Chicago was offside. Uh, Butkus tried to rush in, in, in the middle. He was picked up right away by uh, Greg Larson. But in the meantime, as Homer was going downfield, uh, the referee threw the flag against Homer, saying that he pushed the defender. Actually, uh, from where I was looking, it looked the other way, but the referee knows better, of course. Uh, it is calling a penalty against the Giants and a penalty against the uh, Chicago Bears. I believe that they were offside, so if that's the case, uh, it'll be offsetting penalties, and we'll take it right from the start, first down again. Baltimore scored 14 points in the second quarter. They lead 35 to nothing over Atlanta. San Francisco, 14 to three over Washington. That's the second quarter score. Nothing to nothing, Pittsburgh and St. Louis. The New York Giants leading by seven. Nine minutes and 14 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half of this football game. Offsetting penalties, Dick, as you called it. No, actually, Woody, it's not an offsetting penalty. They are calling offensive, uh, holding, uh, offensive interference against the Giants, so uh, it puts them back uh, six yards uh, 
half, half distance to the goal line, which is six yards further. Now, it's, it's there's the snap to Fran uh, Tarkenden. Tarkenden hands the ball off to Tucker Fredrickson. Fredrickson carries the ball into the near side of the line, and he is stopped by Frank Cornish, the defensive tackle, and Dick Butkus, middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Jim Purnell leaves the ball game, and Joe Taylor goes in, and that means the Chicago Bears are going to five defensive halfbacks. Right, and when they've done this in the past, now Tarkenden has come on and try to hit uh, Del Schaffner, also a man who might be open in this situation since they will have two men on, uh, Homer Jones, will be Aaron Thomas. Second and 14 for the New York Giants as they line up at the line of scrimmage. Tarkenden calling the signals over the ball at center, Greg Larson. There's the snap to Tarkenden. He hands the ball off. There's a sweep, attempted, and stopped over on the far side of the field by number 46, Curtis Gentry. Tucker Fredrickson attempted a sweep around the far side of the Chicago Bears line and right cornerback Curtis Gentry stopped him so it's third down for the New York Giants third and 15 eight minutes and five seconds of playing time remaining in the first half of the football game seven to nothing the Giants scored early in the contest on a lateral from Fran Tarkenden to Darrell Dett out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage the New York Giants Fran Tarkenden is calling the signals for the New York Giants the running backs are Fredrickson and Triplett. Tarkinen takes a snap from center. He rolls back into the end zone. There is a pass intended on the near side of the field for Aaron Thomas, incomplete. And almost intercepted, Woody. That time, Fetterbone that came up on the football, he left, he left Aaron Thomas go and made the move for the football, but he was just a little bit too late. Would have been a fine interception and put, put the Bears in great position, but now the Giants are kicking from their end zone. They have the wind at their back, so that's a, a real good factor. Uh, but don't forget who's going to be down here trying to catch the football is Gale Sayers. And you know what he can do when he has the football in his hands. First three is score, Dick. Dallas 7, New Orleans 7. Here at Wrigley Field, the New York Giants are leading 7-0. The Giants in punt formation. Back to do the booting is Ernie Coy. There's a snap from center. It's a low pass by uh, Greg Larson taken on about the 43-yard line by number 47 for the Chicago Bears. And there is a marker on the play. Again, Woody, I think we're going to call unnecessary roughness that time. Uh, on the New York Giants, they piled in on that receiver as he was catching the football. So uh, the Giants are eager, certainly, to get knock these boys down. But if they're over eager, it's going to cost them. That's the second uh, penalty against the New York Giants, second 15-yard penalty. The Bears now are in excellent position. They're on the 20-yard uh, line uh, in real good field position. But the Giants' defensive team has uh, prevented them from scoring. Let's see if they can do it again. So the ball is on the 20-yard line of the New York Giants. Johnny Morris caught that punt off the toe of Ernie Coy. Concannon takes the snap from center. He hands the ball off to Sears. Sears attempts a sweep. He's forced out of bounds over on the far side of the field by left cornerback Scott Eaton, who is back in the Giants lineup and doing a great job for the New York Giants against the Chicago Bears, particularly against Gale Sayers, Dick. Right, Woody, and the, the entire line, though, also, I'd like to uh, point out that they're pursuing Gale Sayers just as much as Avery, Costello, and Swain. Uh, that whole line, Condon, Kramer, Moran, Katavich, they were right down there step for step with Gale Sayers. So they are pursuing, and they're doing an excellent job. It was a loss of a body yard, makes it second and 11. Larry Rakestraw goes in the ball game at quarterback, replacing Jack Concannon. There is the snap to Rakestraw. The ball handed off to Sayers. Sayers moves into the near side of the line, and he is stopped by Tim Avery. Rakestraw, the quarterback, took the snap from center, handed it off to Sayers. Sayers attempted a slant, 
to the near side of the line, and he is brought down, and I believe there's a loss on the play, Dick. Right, another loss, Woody, and once again, it's the, it's the pursuit of that line, that defensive line of the Giants. Uh, Conrad, Nurt, Simmer, Moran, Cat Cabbage, they're coming right down, giving them no running room, no room to cut back, and uh, fine play that time by Avery, who knocks the uh, Ray Ball right down and uh, enabled him to get in there and make the tackle on Sayers, and he pulled him right down. Jimmy Jones replaces Johnny Morris as flanker back. He is the man who carried on that reverse. Rake draw, fakes the handoff. There's a pass over to the far side of the field to number 29, Ronnie Ball. on a play-action sequence. Found Ronnie Bull over on the far side of the field. Bull caught the pass and carried him along the far sideline for the touchdown. Right, Woody, what happened? Actually, uh, Ronnie Bull, was, he's a smart veteran. He lost himself in the Giants uh, secondary back there. Actually, his responsibility had to be uh, by one of the Giant linebackers. They lost him as uh, Concanon went to run with the football, and he sprinted out into the right flat all by himself. Uh, three plays that time, 20 yards, three plays. Touchdown. There's the extra point, Booth. It is good. And so it's seven for the Chicago Bears, seven for the New York Giants. Five minutes and 52 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half. We'll have more New York Giants football in just 60 seconds. So in just three plays from the Giants' 20-yard line, the Chicago Bears are on the scoreboard. It's tied now, seven to seven. Seven for the Bears, seven for the Giants. The kickoff in Woody Erdman. An end-over-end kick that heads over to the far side of the field. Lersema takes it, carries it back past the 20-yard line up to about the 25-yard line, just shy of the 25-yard line, and it is first and 10 for the New York Giants, just shy of their own 25-yard line. We have five minutes and 42 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half of the football game. Seven to seven, the Giants scored in the first period, and the Chicago Bears have just scored. Homer Jones out on the far side. Del Schaffner flanked on the near side. There is a snap from center. The ball handed off to Triplett, Triplett, into the near side of the line. He picks up about a yard on the play, and he's stopped there by Richie Pettibone and Dick Butkus. Butkus, the middle linebacker for the Bears, and Pettibone, strong safetyman. There's a pickup of about a yard, makes it second and about nine. Joe Taylor goes in the ball game, replacing Jim Purnell. And so the Chicago Bears are back in the use of five defensive halfbacks. Schaffner on the near side. Homer Jones at split end moved in on the far side. The tight end is Aaron Thomas. Tarkinen takes the handoff. The ball is knocked out of his hand. Intercepted by Frank Hornick. Tarkinen actually had his arm hit as he passed the ball. And as the ball bobbled in the air, Frank Hornick tucked it in. And the Chicago Bears are now in possession of the football on the New York Giants' 19-yard line. All right, Woody, and as he was trying to throw the ball, he was trying to hit Bill Trippett, who was streaking up the middle of the field. He had his man beaten, and it's the linebacker who was trying to cover him that time, but he had him beaten, and as Tarkenton went to release it, of course, it fell right into the arms of uh, Cornish. Okay, Dick Lynch. Gordon split on the far side. Morris flanked on the near side. There's the step to Rakestraw. Rakestraw hands off the ball, and it's carried into the near side of the line by Gail Sayers. Sayers on tremendous second effort after bouncing off the near side of the New York Giants line, carried the Giants with him for several additional yards. Fighter Lockhart finally made the tackle. Gail Sayers, six feet tall, 198, and one of the truly great players in the National Football League. 
There's a penalty down there on the field, however. Don't strike, Woody, against the, uh, the Bears. They were a little eager that time themselves, and uh, one of the boys were offside to nullify the fine effort by Gale Sayers. But you know him. He'll come right back and uh, do the same thing again. Five-yard penalty against the Chicago Bears, as Dick Lynch has told you. Number 47, Johnny Morris, back in the ball game. He's flanked out on the far side. On the near side, Dick Gordon has put in. The ball handed off to Brian Piccolo. Piccolo hit the far side of the New York Giants line, carries the ball to about the 20 or 21-yard line. Piccolo replaced Sayers in the lineup in the backfield for the Chicago Bears. Right, and Woody, the way they've been sweeping these ends and coming, and the Giant linebackers and the halfback coming up to meet, meet it very well, they do have, as we pointed out before the ball game, they do have the ability to throw that pass, and we might see that option pass uh, in one of these uh, downs now. So it's second and 12. Second and 12, Chicago. Jimmy Jones replaces Austin Denny as tight end for the Bears. Rakestraw calling the signals. He fades into the pocket. There is a pass to the near side, and it is good. Completed to Jimmy Jones. Jones, who just entered the ball game, replacing Austin Denny, as we mentioned, was on the near side of the field. Rakestraw was being pulled down, and as he was being pulled down, he passed to the near side of the field. Now they're going to call for a measurement. That's close to a first down. They're going to call for a measurement. And so that ball is on about the seven-yard line. It's a first down. First down, Chicago. First and goal to goal. Seven to seven. It's all tied up. The Giants scored in the first quarter. The Chicago Bears have scored once in the second period. And the Giants, having had an interception, the ball is on the eight-yard line. An interception has given the Bears possession of the football, and they are now knocking on the scoring door. Rakestraw calling the signals for the Bears. Takes the stop from center. Hands the ball off. It's carried into the line by Sayers. Back in the ball game. Sayers picks up a couple, and he's dropped on about the five by Spider Lockhart and Ken Avery. So it's second and goal to go for the Bears. Seven to seven. It's all tied up. Two minutes and 48 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half of this contest. Second and six. The ball on the six. Second and six. Two minutes and 35 seconds of playing time remaining. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears. Number 45, Dick Gordon, split on the far side. Number 47, Johnny Morris, flanked out on the near side. The running back, Bears and Ron Bull. Rake draw, calling the signals. There's a snap from center. The ball handed off to Stairs. Stairs tries to slant into the near side of the line, and he is stopped on about the line of scrimmage by Spider Lockhart and Vince Costello. So it will be third and six. No game. Third and six. And the New York Giants have been able to put on tremendous stands against the onrushes of Gale Sayers and Ronnie Bulls so far in this football game. So there's a timeout here at Wrigley Field with a score, the New York Giants 7 and the Chicago Bears 7. Here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, the Chicago Bears knocking on the door of the Giants' goal line once again. The ball is on the six-yard line. It is third down and goal to go with a minute and 58 seconds remaining in the first half of the ball game. The score tied at the moment. New York Giants 7 to Chicago Bears 7. The Bears come out of their huddle here to tell you about the action. Woody Erdman. Morris flanked out on the far side. Gordon is on the near side. Number 87, Obradovich is on the near side. He has replaced Dick Gordon. Obradovich, a defensive lineman, in there to supply some blocking. There's a pass in the end. 
Jackson on the far side of the field went into the end zone on a 45-degree angle, and as he went into the goalpost, Rick Straw hit him and hit him good on the run. He didn't even have to change his stride, Jackson. No, and that's where he's, he's real fine down there, Woody. He's very dangerous on those short passes. A quick down and in, Rick Straw just stepped back around three steps and, and threw it right in there. He threw a perfect pass, and he had just Scott Eaton beat. Touchdown, Chicago Bears. And now the try for the extra point. There's the hole, the boot, and it's good. And so it is. 14 for the Chicago Bears, 7 for the New York Giants. There's a pause in the action here at Wrigley Field in Chicago. And we will have more New York Giants football in just 30 seconds. Wrigley Field in Chicago. The kickoff by Percival. The reception by Randy Minier. Minier carries it up the near side of the field up to about the 25-yard line. And it will be first and 10 for the New York Giants on their own 25. We have a minute and 45 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half. Right, and this fair defense is really stiffening, Woody. Uh, in the second quarter, the Giants have not had a first down. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the New York Giants chopped or flanked on the far side. Homer Jones spin on the near side. A long pass intended for Aaron Thomas off his fingertips. Incomplete. So the clock stops, and we have a minute and 29 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half. Other scores, San Francisco 14, Washington 3, second period. Second period, Baltimore 35, Atlanta nothing. First quarter, Dallas 7, New Orleans 7. First quarter, Pittsburgh nothing, St. Louis nothing. One minute and 29 seconds of playing time remaining in the second quarter. The ball on the 25-yard line. The New York Giants in possession. Chicago is leading. They've scored 14 points in the second quarter. The Giants scored 7 in the first period. Over the ball at center is Greg Larson. There's the snap to Tarkenden. Tarkenden fakes the handoff. Rolls out to the far side. A pass taken by Frank Cornish. Cornish races along the far sideline, and he is out of bounds. Frank Cornish actually looked like he was the intended receiver. <laughs> uh, in order to stop targeting, what they're doing, they're not rushing him back there. They're letting Cornish just stay back in the, in the short flat zone on the outside. As targeting went and throw the football, Cornish stuck his right hand out and caught that ball one hand. Just, just a, a great catch uh, by Lyman. It's really amazing. It puts the Bears right in fantastic position. So it is now first and ten for Chicago as they have another scoring opportunity with a minute and 19 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half. Rake straw, a pass intended in the end zone for number 45, Dick Gordon. Bill Swain almost intercepted it. He couldn't hold on to it, however, and he's not pleased with himself for having been unable to hold on to that football. But it's incomplete, and so the ball is brought back now to the 15-yard line, and it will be second and 10 for Chicago on the Giants that make it the 14. Right, Woody, down here, once again, a very valuable receiver for the uh, Chicago Bears, and that would have to be Johnny Morris, and that's the boy we'll have to really keep our eyes on. Johnny Morris, the flanker back, number 29, Ron Bull, out on the wing now as he's moved out. The split end is Dick Gordon. Rakestraw is the quarterback. He gives the ball to Sayre. Sayre on a sweep around the near end. There's the marker, and Sayre is brought down on about the 10-yard line by Clarence Child. A sweep by Gail Sayre. There is a marker on the field, however. And a discussion down there. 14 to 7. The Chicago Bears are leading the New York Giants, and the Bears are in possession of the football. The second interception of a Tarkenton pass by Frank Cornish. 
has, for the second time in this period, given the football to the Chicago Bears and made it available to them deep in Giants territory. The ball is on about the 10-yard line on the Giants' 10. It's a first and goal-to-go situation with the ball resting on the shy side of the 10. Make it first and nine. Chicago in possession of the football. Ray Straw calling the signals at quarterback for Chicago. Takes the snap from center. Hands it off to Sears. Sears on a slant to the far side of the line. Carries it down to just shy of the goal line. Wendell Harris and Bob Lersema team up. Bob Lersema, defensive tackle on the right side of the line. And Wendell Harris, strong safety. Well, I said very famous play for the Chicago Bears. It's an off-tackle play, and Gale Sayers carrying, and uh, they had fine blocking that time. The going gets tough down there. They you, they give the ball to Sayers, who has the power, Woody, to uh, break these tackles. He did carry it in there very, very neatly, and uh, with a lot of power, brought it right to the uh, three-yard line. It puts the, the Bears now second down and three yards to go. A minute and seven seconds on the clock. They have plenty of time to score. One minute and seven seconds of playing time remaining in the first half of this game, and the Bears are leading 14 to 7. Next week, the Giants are at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Yankee Stadium. One minute and seven seconds of playing time remaining in the second quarter. The Bears are in possession, as Dick Lynch has told you. It is second and goal to goal with a ball on the three-yard line. The forward wall now for the Chicago Bears, Obradovich has gone into the ball game, replacing Dick Gordon. Randy Jackson, Mike Rabel, Mike Pyle, Jim Cadle, Bob Pickens, and Austin Denny. Leading left to right. Dick. You might wonder why they bring in Obradovich, Woody. Well, it's the same reason why the Giants bring in Bob Crispino. Uh, Bob is big and strong, and he can block very well. And Obradovich weighs about 270 pounds, and he can block very well also. And that's why they put him in there at the uh, tight end position, just to block. As they move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, Obradovich is on the near side. He has moved in replacing Dick Gordon. The running backs are Sears and Ron Bulls. Rakestraw calling the signals. The ball is on the three-yard line. There's the snap and the handoff to Sears. Sears carries it into the near side of the line. I believe he is stopped shy of the goal line. He carries it to about the one-yard line. And that time, Woody, they went right behind uh, Obradovich, who just burrowed in right in on uh, Glenn Condren in those center. Uh, but they were strong enough to withstand that great pressure, and uh, they held them short of the goal line. Uh, but they're right down on the one-yard line now. Third and one for the Chicago Bears. Timeout, New York Giants. It is third and one for the Chicago Bears. We have 38 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half. And while we have timeout on the field, time in Ted High. Okay, Woody, I just want to remind our listeners again that they may win uh, many valuable prizes we'll be giving away starting next week here on our Giants Radio Network. You may win a football bearing the actual autographs of the 1967 New York Giants. To be eligible, just send your name and address plus the call letters of the station to which you're now listening to us. We'll be giving away footballs autographed by the Giants, official team pictures, Giants yearbook, and we'll make you an honorary New York Giants Radio Network sportscaster. Your honorary sportscaster card is all you need to be eligible to win one of the many items we'll be giving away. Nothing to buy, no obligation, just send your name and address, a postcard will do. Address it to Woody and Dick. Or if you want to be exclusive, Dick and Woody, care of Giants Radio Network, Box 10, Ithaca, New York. That's I-T-H-A-C-A, Box 10, Ithaca, New York. 
Get your card or letter in the mail tonight. Time is back in. Here to tell you about this crucial play with the ball on the one-yard line of the Giants, Woody Erdman. Spider Lockhart leaves the ball game. He limped off, and he is replaced by Freeman White. Johnny Morris is flanked out on the far side. Calling the signals. Larry Rakestraw. There's the snap, the dive. It's a touchdown. Touchdown, Chicago Bears. They have had quite a second quarter. So far, 20 points scored by the Bears in this second period. Right, and it was all uh, due to the effort of that uh, Chicago Bear defensive team, and, and in particular, Frank Cornish, who's having a, himself a real fine day here today. Two interceptions by Frank Cornish have led to two touchdowns by the Chicago Bears. Max Percival will try for the extra point. Over the ball at center is Mike Pyle. There's the snap from center, the hold. It is no good. It is wide to the near side, and so the score remains 20 for the Chicago Bears, seven for the New York Giants. We have 35 seconds of playing time remaining in the second quarter. All right, Woody, let's check our scoreboard now as the Bears get ready to kick off to the Giants. Uh, at the end of the first half, Baltimore is way out in front of Atlanta by a score of 35 to nothing. Another halftime score, the San Francisco 49ers 14, the Washington Redskins 3. At the end of a period, Dallas and New Orleans are tied at 7-7. And at the end of the period of the game between Pittsburgh and St. Louis, there is no score. And here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, in what Woody Erdman has just told you, is a big second quarter for the Chicago Bears. They've scored 20 points in the quarter to lead the New York Giants. With just 35 seconds to go in the first half, the score, the Bears 20 and the Giants 7. Now here's first of all kicking off for the Bears here to tell you about it, Woody Erdman. There is the boot. It's a high end-over-end kick that is taken by Clarence Giles. He picks up blocking, races up the middle of the field, gets past the 20 up to about the 25-yard line, and it will be first and 10 for the New York Giants on their own 25-yard line. We have 31 seconds of playing time remaining in the first half. The Chicago Bears have scored 20 points in this second quarter. They lead 20 to 7. And so the New York Giants with 20 seconds remaining of this first half set the ball back to Tarkenton. Tarkenton a long pass to Homer Jones, out of bounds, incomplete. And so it stops the clock, and 16 seconds remain on the scoreboard. Right, Woody, and he's trying to, he tried to hit Homer then, and once again they had two men, two very, very fast men, Taylor and uh, Gentry, right on, uh, right on Homer, and they're playing him inside and outside and short and long, so it's going to be tough to hit Homer Jones. Two very, very fast men who can probably match him uh, with speed, and uh, it's, it's going to be tough uh, to get the ball to Homer Jones, and I think uh, Fran will have to look to, to Aaron Thomas or Dale Schaffner if he's going to try to get a reception here. Tarkenton takes the snap from center. There is a pass intended for triplet. It falls out of his hands, actually goes through his hands. Pass intended for triplet. Triplet, short pass over the line, reached his arms out, tried to get his hands on the football, could not hold it. It was thrown hard by Tarkenton and went right through triplet's hands incomplete. Third and ten. Third and ten. We have 12 seconds of playing time remaining on the clock, and the Giants are down by 13 points, 20 to 7. Schaffner flanked on the near side. Homer Jones split on the far side. The tight end is Aaron Thomas. Tarkenton takes the snap from center, hands it off to Triplet. Triplet on the sweep around the near end, gets to the 35, and he's dropped there by Richie Pettibone, the strong safety man, and Dick Butkus, the middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. So we have five seconds of playing time remaining on the clock. Time for one more play. 
And it's 20 to 7, Chicago out front. First and 10 for the Chicago for the New York Giants on their own 35-yard line. Chicago leading 20 to 7. Other scores. Second quarter, 35, Baltimore, Atlanta nothing. San Francisco 14, Washington 3. No score in the game between Philadelphia and Los Angeles being played on the coast. In the first quarter, Detroit nothing, Minnesota nothing. And now the New York Giants drop at the line of scrimmage. Chuckinen takes the snap from center. The ball is handed off, carried toward the far side of the field by Bill Triplett. As I believe that is all the time that remains in the first half of the game. That's correct. We waited for just a moment because there was a second on the clock, but it was highly evident that the first half was over. And so, at the completion of the first half of play here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, it is 20 for the Chicago Bears and 7 for the New York Giants. Meanwhile, I see that the Giants have come back on the field over across the way prior to the start of second half play at Wrigley Field. And as we uh, get underway in the second half, it's going to be the Giants kicking off to the Bears who already hold the lead of 20 to 7. The great period here going up is for one of the youngsters who had a long kick of about uh, 60 yards. So uh, there's a young man there who's going to make a good college football player and probably he hopes that we'll go on and play professional football. 20 to 7, the Bears over the Giants here at halftime at Wrigley Field as we're getting uh, near the end of the halftime program, which at the moment, as we said, is being taken up by participants in the punt, pass, and kick program for the Midwestern area here at Chicago. We have uh, just a few seconds now. The youngsters are leaving, leaving the field, and uh, we'll be getting underway with second-half play very, very shortly here at Wrigley Field. Well, the teams are back on the field for the second half of today's game. This half, presented by Agway, complete supplier of products for farm and home. By Mohawk Airlines, now featuring its great travel value, weekends unlimited, and by Lowe's fabulous new Summit Hotel in the heart of New York City. Remember that all New York Giants football radio broadcasts are heard exclusively in your area on the station to which you're now tuned. Follow the Giants at home and away this season at this same spot on your radio dial. And as we speak to you here in Chicago, the fans have returned to their seats following refreshment time during the halftime intermission. And the Bears and Giants both back on the field prior to the second half kickoff. As we said a moment ago, the Giants will be kicking off to the Bears as we begin the third quarter of play with the Bears out in front of the Giants 20 to nothing. The Giants, in case you joined the plate, scored the first time they got their hands on the ball, took the opening kickoff, and in the 65-yard march, capped the drive with a lateral pass thrown by quarterback Grand Charkinson to Darrell Best, who carried the ball into the end zone for the touchdown. Gogolak's conversion attempt was good. The Giants led 7 0 early in the first quarter. They moved to within the five-yard line of the Bears later on in the period, but then the Bears stiffened on their defense and threw three pass interceptions, which set up key scoring opportunities, scored three touchdowns in the second quarter of play and lead the Giants 20-7. Now Pete Gogolak is placing the ball on the 40-yard line for the Giants. He'll be kicking off. Matt Haggerty, the referee, signals that everything's okay. Here comes Gogolak, the kick, and Woody Erdman. It's the short kick that's taken over on the far side of the field, back on about the 30-yard line, carried along the far sideline up to about 
the uh, 42 or 43 yard line by Charlie Brown, defensive back, six feet one, 193 pounds, and he is a name familiar to the listeners of our Syracuse University Football Network. He's in his second year with the Chicago Bears. He started as a defensive back for the Big Orange of Syracuse. So it is first and ten for the Chicago Bears, and the ball is on their own 43-yard line. There's the snap to Rakestraw. Rakestraw hands it off to Stairs. Stairs a sweep around the near end. He gets up to the midfield stripe, crosses the midfield stripe, and on the near side of the field is brought down on about the 47-yard line. There is a marker on the play. Gail Stairs carried that ball on a sweep around the near end. He picked up yardage, but there is a marker on the play, and it looks like a penalty will be stepped off against the Chicago Bears. And it looks like a big one, Woody, a 15-yard penalty. I don't know exactly what the call is right now. The referee did not indicate it. Holding, uh, offensive holding against the Chicago Bears. Uh, note also in their backfield, in the uh, Chicago Bear backfield, Rackshaw is, uh, again, the quarterback, so Jack Cannon on that early in the uh, second quarter when he was hit by Jim Cadcavage is still unable to come back, so Rackshaw is in there at quarterback. It is first and 25 as the Chicago Bears are out of the huddle up at the line of scrimmage, calling the signals at quarterback is Larry Rakestraw. There's the snap to Rakestraw. He fades back. He's being rushed, and he is tripped, but regains his footing and gets past the 30-yard line up to about the 33, where he is down on about the 33-yard line by Vince Costello. Glenn Condren trips Rakestraw. It looks for a moment as though Rakestraw were going to drop. He gained his footing picked up several yards and was finally down by Vince Costello. A pickup of five makes it second and 20. Also, Woody, in the backfield for the New York Giants, uh, Spider Lockhart is, is not back on the field, and in his place is Freeman White. Number 47, Johnny Morris flanked out on the far side. Dick Gordon slid on the near side. Jimmy Jones has replaced Austin Denny as the tight end. The ball snapped back to Rakestraw. He rolls out, intends a pass along the near sideline for Dick Gordon, the pass is overthrown, going out of bounds, and it is incomplete. So that makes it third and 20 for the Bears. The ball resting on about their own 33-yard line. 13 minutes and 35 seconds of playing time remaining in the third period. It is 20 to 7, the Bears out front. Other football scores in the National Football League, 21 for San Francisco, 17 for Washington. 21 to 17, San Francisco over the skins of Washington. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears. Larry Rickstraw, the quarterback. He has replaced Jack Cannon. did so in the first half. Over the ball at center is Mike Pyle. There's the snap from center to Rickstraw. He fades. He's being rushed by Lertsema. There is a screen pass over to the far side of the field. It is good. Carried out of bounds on about the 40-yard line. Good to Ron Bull. Clarence Childs forces him out of bounds over on the far side of the field. Ronnie Bull, six feet tall, 200 pounds. A six-year veteran. And so that makes it fourth down and about 12 to go. There was a pickup of eight. The ball put on about the 41-yard line. And so the Chicago Bears will be forced to punt fourth and 12. Back to do the booting is Bobby Joe Green. 5'11", 175 pounds, an eight-year veteran. He has an average in 47 punts of 43.6 yards per punt. There is the boat. It was almost blocked. It bounds on about the 12 and rolls into the end zone. 
A real punch by Bobby Joe Green. It bounded on about the 12, and the momentum carried the ball into the end zone. The Chicago Bears tried to prevent it, but could not do so. And so it is taken out to the 20-yard line, and the Giants will be in possession of the football on their own 20. The running backs for the New York Giants will be Bill Triplett and Tucker Fredrickson, as they have been during the course of the entire afternoon. Homer Jones is split on the near side. Flanked out on the far side is Dale Schaffner. There is a snap to Tarkinen. Tarkinen hands it off to Bill Triplett. Triplett hits the far side of the line, and he picks up yardage where he is stopped finally by Richie Pettibone on about the 27-yard line. So there's a pickup of seven and makes it second down and about three to go. Well, Tarkinen's doing a real fine job of calling his plays, Woody, now. Uh... They have uh, Titch Parkus blitzing an awful lot, and uh, he seems to be blitzing to the Giants' left side of the line, and they're running to his right side, so to compensate for his blitz. Parkinson took the snap from center, handed the ball off to Fredrickson. Fredrickson moved toward the center of the line. He was stopped at about the line of scrimmage by Frank Cornish. So it remains third and about two. Third and two. So there was a pickup of a yard on the play. Third and two. John Johnson replaces Dick Eby at defensive tackle for the Bears. On the far side of the field, Schaffner. He's the flanker back. The split in, Homer Jones on the near side. The running backs are Triplex and Fredrickson. There is a pitch out to Fredrickson. Fredrickson goes off tackle, gets to about the 30-yard line, and he's dropped over on the far side of the field by Frank Cornish and Doug Buffoon. Cornish, a defensive tackle, Buffoon, the left linebacker. So the ball is placed on about the 30-yard line. And makes it fourth down and about one. Fourth and about one. And the Giants, uh, and the Giants are going to go for that yes, first they down. Are. They're going to go for the first down. The uh, Bears had their kicking uh, unit, uh, punt return unit in there, but now uh, the regular defensive team is in there. Let's... The New York Giants are out of the huddle up at the line of scrimmage. There's a snap from center. The hand to Triplett. Triplett picks up the yardage, gets to about the 33 or 34, and he stopped on the 33 or 34 yard line by the Chicago Bears, enough for a first down. The ball placed on the shy side of the 34. So it's first and 10 New York Giants on their own 34-yard line. With a fourth and one situation, Fran Tarkenden elected to go for it. And they picked up more than enough and it, more than enough yardage. Homer Jones split on the far side. Del Schafter flanked on the near side. He fakes the handoff to Fredrickson, does Tarkenden. Gives it to Triplett. Triplett hits the near side of the line, gets to about the 40-yard line. And he's stopped there by Jim Purnell, the right linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Uh, all the faking that you're talking about, Woody, is actually happening out there in the field. And why they're doing it is to contain Dick Buckus and get him to move in one direction and come back so they can get the angle block on him. And they're running right up the middle and right to his outside. Uh, the reason they're doing it, the reason it's successful is because of his block. His Second fake. and six, Giants. Second and four, rather. A pickup of six. The ball handed off to Triplett. Triplett. Fakes the sweep, turns in, gets past the 40, up to about the 42, and he's stopped there by Frank Cornish. Triple took a handoff from Tarkenden, fakes the sweep to the far side, moved in, and went into the far side of the line, carried the ball to the 42-yard line. So it makes it now third and two for the Giants. Third and two. Nine minutes and 55 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter, and the Bears are leading 20 to seven. 
Del Schaffner flanked out on the near side. Homer Jones moves in on the far side. The ball given to Fredrickson. Fredrickson into the middle. Gets past the 45, up to about the 46-yard line. And that will be enough for a first down for the Giants. So it will be first and 10 for the Giants on their own 46-yard line. Tucker Fredrickson carrying on that pass play for the Giants. Nine minutes and 25 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Giants. Schaffner flanked out on the far side. Homer Jones splits to the near side. Aaron Thomas is the tight end. Bill Triplett and Tucker Fredrickson are the running back. Greg Larson the center. He snaps it back to Tarkenden. Tarkenden gives the ball to Fredrickson. Fredrickson hits the near side of the line. Gets to about the line of scrimmage. And he's stopped there by Jim Purnell and Dick Butkus. No gain makes it second and ten. Eight minutes and 55 seconds of playing time remaining in the third period. The Bears now moving into the use of five defensive halfbacks as Joe Taylor replaces Jim Purnell. So the defensive halfbacks are Gentry, Rosie Taylor, Joe Taylor, Richie Pettibone, and Benny McRae. As the New York Giants move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, Schaffner is flanked out on the far side, Homer Jones on the near side. Tarkenden takes the snap from center, fakes the hand off to Fredrickson, looks for a receiver. His receivers are covered. There is a long pass intended downfield for Homer Jones over on the far side of the field. It is incomplete. He was covered by Ed Obradovich. Incomplete, a pass intended for Homer Jones from Fran Tarkenden. And so the ball is brought back now to the 46-yard line. Eight minutes and 25 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. Well, actually, what's happening, Woody, with those two speed boys on Homer Jones, that time uh, as Homer cut across the middle of the field, Rosie, da Rosie Taylor picked him up, and it was man-to-man -man and speed to speed. So uh, the Giants are sort of like playing into the hands of uh, the Chicago Bears. There's the snap to Tarkin and Tarkin and Faze. The pass over to the far side of the field, intended over there for Aaron Thomas, incomplete. He was covered by Rosie Taylor. And so it's fourth and ten for the Giants, and they will be forced to punt. Fourth and ten. Eight minutes and 20 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter, and the Bears are leading 20 to seven. As Ernie Coy comes into the football game, and he will do the punting for the Giants. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Giants. Ernie Coy in punt position. Gail Sayers and Dick Gordon are back. There's the boot. It's a high spiral. Gordon fakes a move under the football and uh, then steps away from it, and the ball bounds into the end zone. Some real fast thinking by Dick Gordon prevented his catching the ball and being tackled on the spot. He allowed the ball to roll into the end zone, and that punt was good for 54 yards. And so the Bears will take over possession of the football on their own 20-yard line. The score here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, the New York Giants 7, the Chicago Bears 20. More New York Giants football in just 60 seconds. In the United States, most people have things pretty good. Life is full of promise. But even here, there are those who somehow miss out, who have nothing and whose prospects for tomorrow are more of the same. The reasons are complex, and they're absolutely overwhelming for the people involved. You grow up in a slum, or maybe an Indian reservation, and words like hope and opportunity might as well be in some other language. There is no hope. 
no opportunity as far as they're concerned. But when Vista volunteers come, something happens. Something better. Something called hope. Something called opportunity. Help make it happen. Write to Vista, Box B, Washington, D.C. So the Giants ran out of gas in their first drive of the second half here in Chicago. The Bears put the ball in play in their own 20. Here again is Woody Erdman. Johnny Morris flanked out on the near side. Over on the far side is split in Dick Gordon. Larry Rakestraw calling the signal. Takes the snap from center. There is a long pass. Downfield intended for number 80, Jimmy Jones, who is the tight end. Incomplete. It was off Jimmy Jones' fingertips. He was covered by Freeman White who was in there at free safety, having replaced Spider Lockhart, who left the game earlier as a result of an injury. Freeman White covering Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones could not hold on to the football. It went right off his fingertips, incomplete, makes it second and 10. Second and 10 for the Bears on their own 20-yard line. Jimmy Jones leaves the ball game, and Austin Denny comes in to replace him as tight end. As they move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, Gordon is split to the near side, and Morris is flanked over to the far side. The running backs are Gail Sayers and Ron Bull. The quarterback is Larry Rakestraw. There's the snap to Rakestraw. He hands it off. It is carried into the far side of the line by Ron Bull, and the tackle is made there by Glenn Condren and Clarence Child. 20-7. The Chicago Bears are leading the New York Giants. We have 7 minutes and 45 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter of this contest. Other scores for Baltimore, 42 for Atlanta, seven, third period. Second quarter score, Dallas 14, New Orleans seven. Second period, Pittsburgh seven, St. Louis seven. Third and 10 for the Chicago Bears as they move up to the line of scrimmage. Rakestraw takes the snap from center. He fades, and as he tries to release the ball, his arm was caught and the ball went straight down, and so it is an incompleted forward pass. Actually, they caught hold of his passing arm, Dick. Right, Woody, it was a uh, fine rush there by Lurt Semmer and Moran, and actually the Moran was the one that uh, had him knock the football down to the ground, so uh, the Giants now are in good position. They're in good field position, and they need that. They needed that time to stop the, the Chicago Bear offense. This will put the ball somewhere around maybe the 50-yard line or the midfield strike, and maybe the Giants can take it on in from there, but this is the first uh, time in a long while where the Giants will be in good field position. The Bears now in a punt formation. Randy Minier and Wendell Harris are deep for the Giants. Over the ball at center, Mike Pyle for the Chicago Bears. There's the snap from center, the boot, and it's a long spiral. It goes over the head of Wendell Harris, rolls back to the 15. Harris takes it, and he drops on the 10-yard line. The official cap is put on the 12. That was a 70-yard boot as far as the Chicago Bears were concerned. 70 yards. Yes, Woody, and there goes that great giant field position I was talking about. Well, that boy can really kick the football. Green, uh, that's all he does is just kick. He just punts, just like Don Chandler for the uh, Green Bay Packers only kicks field goals now and extra points. But he got his leg into that. Of course, the wind is at his back. It's in his favor. But that still is a fine kick. And so it's first and 10 for the Giants with a ball resting on their own 13-yard line. The Giants out of the huddle, up at the line of scrimmage. Tarkinen calling the signal. Triplett and Fredrickson are the running back. Tarkinen takes the snap from center, gives the ball off to Triplett. Triplett hits the middle of the line. He gets to about the 14. 
and he's stopped at the 14-yard line by right linebacker Jim Purnell. And so the ball is on the 14-yard line. That's a pickup of about a yard. will make it second and nine. Second and nine for the Giants. We have six minutes and 25 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. As the Giants move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, Homer Jones is split to the far side, and Del Schaffner is flanked to the near side. There's the snap to Tarkenden. Tarkenden, a long pass to Aaron Thomas. Thomas takes it on the 20, turns in, turns around, gets to about the 21, and he's dropped on the 21-yard line by number 51, Dick Butchett, the middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Butchett assisted by Richie Pettibone. Let me just point out what Butchett had to do that time, Willie, to get over there and stop that play. Actually, uh, Pettibone was covering uh, Thomas man-to-man. As uh, talking and threw that ball, it was right next to the sideline, to the left sideline. Butkus dropped back in the middle, and then as he was throwing the ball, raced over there and made the tackle on the sideline. Quite an athlete. The Giants now, after a completion of an eight-yard uh, pass from Tarkenden to Aaron Thomas, have a third and two situation. The ball handed off to Triplett. Triplett stopped at the line of scrimmage by Ed Obradovich. Triplett may have picked up a yard on the play. Obradovich is the left defensive end for the Chicago Bears. He was assisted by Doug Buffoon. So there was a pickup of about a yard, and that will make it fourth and one for the Giants as they go into a punt formation. Ernie Coy comes onto the field for the Giants. It is fourth and one. We have five minutes of playing time remaining in the third quarter. As you hear in the background, the attendance is 46,200 plus. There is the boot by Ernie Coy. It's a spiral call for, a fair catch call for by number 45, Dick Gordon. And there is a marker on the play. That punt was good for 39 yards. There is a marker on the play at about the midfield strike. 20 to 7, the Chicago Bears are leading the New York Giants. We have four minutes and 43 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter of this contest. The 15-yard penalty stepped off against the Chicago Bears, takes the ball back to their own 25-yard line. Clipping penalty called against the Chicago Bears, puts the ball back on their own 25. They're leading by 13 points. We have four minutes and 43 seconds of playing time remaining. We have a timeout on the field and a time in for Ted Hodge. Okay, well, we have an opportunity, if we may. I'd like to mention that we have had uh, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of letters and cards written in by our listeners applying for membership in our honorary sportscasters club, and it's very gratifying, and we do appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Woody. So there's a pause in the action here in Chicago. The score, Chicago 20, and the New York Giants 7. More Giants football in just 30 seconds. Your man, Robert Otto, Phi Beta Kappa, is taking Army ROTC. Army ROTC has been paying Bob $40 a month during his junior and senior years of college. But money isn't the big reward Army ROTC offers Bob. It's the experience he's getting in organizing and leading men. If you're a high school senior, ask your guidance counselor about Army ROTC. They... Bears will be putting the ball in play in their own territory, and here to tell you about it once again, the network voice of the New York Giants, Woody Erdman. So it's first and ten, Chicago, 
on their own 25-yard line. Larry Rakestraw is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He replaced Jackson Cannon earlier during the course of the afternoon. A handoff to Sayers. Sayers into the line. He stopped at the line of scrimmage by Bobler Summer. Defensive tackle for the Giants. By and large, uh, Dick Lynch, the front four for the Giants has done quite a nice job this afternoon. Right, they've contained them very well. They've contained Sayers and Ronnie Bull. Uh, the, the, the asset, the big asset in the ball game thus far has been that Bear defense, uh, which has put the, the Bears in excellent field position both times inside the uh, giant 20 on interception. The Bears now up at the line of scrimmage, number 47. Johnny Morris flanked out on the far side. Dick Gordon split on the near side. There's a snap to Rakestraw. Rakestraw fades into the pocket. A pass complete, incomplete. Gail Sayers had that ball on about the 40-yard line and didn't hold it long enough, dropped it. And so it's an incompleted forward pass intended from race draw for Gail Sayers. Incomplete. While we have an opportunity, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the New York Giants Radio Network. This is the bright sound in radio. WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station at 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Chicago Bears and the New York Giants, along with Dick Lynch and Ted Hodge. This is Woody Erdman. There is the snap to Rakestraw. He fades, steps up into the pocket, decides to run with the football, goes up the middle, gets past the 30 up to about the 31 or 32, and he's dropped there by Jim Moran. We have three minutes and 40 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter, and the Bears are leading 20 to 7. That makes it fourth, and about three to go. Fourth and three. And this time I noticed that Wendell Harris and Randy Minimir back a little deeper than they were the last time, Woody, because this Green has really been having himself a fine afternoon punting. Bobby Joe Green punting with his back to the wind. He's an eight-year veteran and real capable. The snap from center is low. Green gets the punt away, and it's a long one. It's a beaut taken by Wendell Harris on the 10. He gets up to about the 11, and he is stopped on the 11-yard line. On about the 10, I believe he was down, however. There is a marker on the play, and we're having some real rough and tumble football down there on about the 8-yard line. Wendell Harris made an over-the-shoulder catch of that punt. He tried to move the football upfield. Actually, Dick, I think had he let it go, it would have rolled into the end zone. Well, I don't know what he had the tough decision to make. Uh, it was very close, and he let it go. It go. He, he, at least he could have lost the 10 yards, but uh, not particular play down here where they had a little rough stuff, a little fighting going on. Uh, Wendell Harris fumbled the ball, but the ball was ruled dead as he caught it, and the ball was ruled dead right away. There's two offsetting penalties. They're going to give the ball to the Giants on the 10-yard line, first and 10. And so the New York Giants, as Dick Lynch has told you, are in possession of the football, and the ball is placed officially now on the 11-yard line. And once again, it's uh, Bobby Joe Green's kicks that are really keeping the pressure on the giant offense. They, he has them, once again, uh, last time he booted the ball, they had the ball on the 12-yard line. This time they're getting the ball on the 11-yard line. Both times they were deep in bear territory, but his kick got him out of it. And that's the value of having a real fine kicker. He can really put the pressure on, on an offensive team. Schaffner flanks to the near side. Homer Jones splits to the far side. He's moved in close. Sakina takes the handoff. He's being rushed. There is a pass intended for Homer Jones. Jones with two men on him. 
incomplete. Number 53, Jim Burnell, and number 24, Rosie Taylor, were on Homer Jones. Jones could not get his hands on it, and the Chicago Bears have done a great job of containing the offense of the New York Giants here this afternoon. They've done a, certainly a fine job covering uh, Homer Jones, uh, but they, it's taken two men to do it, Woody. I'll point that out, but if that's the case, uh, they've found the secret, and, and they are containing him so far this afternoon. Jim Purnell leaves the ball game. He's replaced by Joe Taylor as the Bears go to a defense using five defensive halfbacks. Homer Jones over on the far side, Schaffner on the near side, and Fredrickson and Triplett are the running back. Tracking and calling the signals. Takes the snap from center. He fades back a short pass intended for Bill Triplett. Incomplete. The pass was overthrown. Incomplete. That makes it third and ten. Two minutes and 44 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. The Washington Redskins have scored 17 points to San Francisco's 21 this afternoon. That's a third period score. In the third quarter, Pittsburgh and St. Louis are all tied up 7-7. In the second quarter, Dallas 14, New Orleans 7. At the completion of one period of play, no score, Detroit and Minnesota. Here at Wrigley Field, it is 20 for the Chicago Bears, 7 for the New York Giants. Homer Jones over on the far side, Schaffner on the near side, Cockenden, being rushed, being pulled down, behind the line of scrimmage, back on about the one-yard line by Ed O'Bradovich and, and Marty Amsler and Dick Evie. All from the front four of the Chicago Bears. And they got a tremendous ovation from the fans here at Wrigley Field. Hi, Woody. They've been putting the pressure on talking in all afternoon. Uh, but once again, you've got to give a lot of credit to that defensive secondary. He was looking for Aaron Thomas, and Thomas was covered very well that time by Richie Pettibone. He couldn't throw him the ball, then he looked for Aaron Thomas. I mean, then he looked for uh, Del Shoster, and he was covered by Gentry. He just had to eat it. Uh, and like you called, there was four linemen right on top of Fran Tarkington. Ernie Coy kicking into the wind. There's a high stop from center. He gets the boot away. It wobbles. Lands on the 30, rolls to the 35, finally down by Freeman White, who steps out of bounds on the 36-yard line. In New York Giants territory. And so it is first and 10, the Bears on the Giants 36. The Chicago Bears are leading 20 to 7. We have two minutes and 11 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter of this contest. The Giants scored first, they scored seven in the first period. The Bears came back and scored 20 in the second quarter. No score so far in the third quarter. So it is 20 for the Bears, 7 for the Giants. I think while we have an opportunity, while there is a lull in the action, again, uh, let me say that it's gratifying for so many of our listeners to write in and to apply for their membership cards. We have had hundreds and hundreds of letters, and those cards are on their way. Uh, to, to those who have written and those who have not written, we invite them to do so. Right, Woody. As you say, it is gratifying, certainly, to have so many uh, listeners write in. And uh, as Dean Martin says, keep those cards and letters coming in. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And that's that's the truth. And we have been getting letters from uh, all our listeners and from every uh, radio station that's in the Giant Network. Uh, it certainly is uh, very pleasing. And so it is now first and ten Chicago Bears on the New York Giants 36-yard line, two minutes and 11 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. 
As play is about to resume, the Bears are back in the huddle. They break out of the huddle, move up to the line of scrimmage. Dick Gordon is flipped to the near side, and Johnny Morris is flanked over on the far side. Number 29, Ron Bull, on the wing, on the far side. Rakestraw calling the signal. There is a marker on the play, offside. Now, whether or not uh, that penalty will be called against the Giants or the Bears for luring them off, but we'll find out, Dick. Well, that was offside. Jim Cantavich decided to take a, an early look at uh, what was going to happen. He was back there three yards before uh, uh, Rakestraw had the football, so it is against the Giants. Now the ball is on the 30-yard uh, line of the uh, New York Giants. Uh, first down and five. Uh, they're in a real bad position, but again, uh, they've stopped them before. The scoring has come as a result of interceptions on the uh, Bear defense, and uh, let's see if they can hold them now, Woods. Rake Straw calling the signals at quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Takes the snap from center. Hands that ball up the stairs. There's a sweep. He heads over to the far side of the field. Gets to about the 34-yard line. Now, that will mean a loss of about three yards on the play. And he's stopped over there on the far side of the field by Clarence Childs and Ken Avery. Childs is the right cornerback. And Ken Avery, the right linebacker for the New York Giants. All right, Navy returned on that play, Woody. He's holding his shoulder. Ed Wysikowski now has come in to replace him. Once again, though, you've got to give a lot of credit to Ken Avery. He's meeting the best when he meets Cale Sayers on those sweeps, and he is meeting him and stopping him. He's not gaining any yards around the Ken Avery side. And Clarence Childs, too, is doing an excellent job. The Bears are up at the line of scrimmage. Number 47, Morris flanked to the near side. Dick Gordon splits over to the far side. The running back to Sayers and Bull. Rake Straw calling the signals. Takes the snap from center. Hands the ball off to Sayers. Sayers is sweep to the near side. Sayers gets to the 30. Down to the 25. Gets to the 20. He's finally dropped on the near side of the field on about the 18-yard line by Freeman White. It's a beautiful sight to watch a runner like Gale Sayers run. Absolutely sensational, Woody. He stopped right in his tracks. The start Eaton was about to make a tackle, cut back inside and kept going. Just on the dime, he stopped. Uh, quite a fine runner. Gale Sayers on a sweep. Picked up the first down for the Chicago Bears. And it is first and ten for Chicago on the Giants' 18-yard line. The Bears are back in the huddle. They're leading 20-7. to seven. They move out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage. Johnny Morris flanked to the far side. Dick Gordon split to the near side. Ron Bull moved over to the wing on the far side. Rake Straw is calling signals. He takes the snap and center, rolls out to the far side. Looks for a receiver in Gale Sayers. Incomplete. Sayers was on about the four. He threw the ball behind him. Incomplete. Makes it second and ten with the ball on the Giants' 18. Second and ten. 31 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. The Bears leading 20 to 7. They're threatening with 31 seconds remaining of this period. That actually is the option run or pass play that uh, Concanon ran so very well in the first half, Woody, until he was uh, taken out of the ball game on a vicious tackle by Jim Cadcavage. Uh, but this time, uh, Raystraw decided to uh, throw the football. He was looking for uh, Sayers. The Sayers was covered very well that time by uh, Bill Swain, and he threw the ball behind him. As they break out of the huddle, Morris is flanked to the far side. Dick Gordon split to the near side. Rake Straw, the quarterback. The running backs are Bull and Sayers. Over the ball at center is Mike Pyle. There's a snap to Rake Straw. He steps back, passes, intended over to the far side for Austin Jenny. Incomplete. It was thrown high. Jenny was covered by Freeman White. And so it's third and ten. On the New York Giants' 18-yard line, the Chicago Bears in possession. 27 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. 
coming into the ball game, Mike Raybol. And Mike, no doubt, is bringing a play in from the bench, uh, as they're doing with Ray Score. They, they are sending their players back in and into and from the ball game. I, I'm sure George Hallis is calling these plays. A man very dangerous down here would be number 47, Johnny Morris. Let's see what happens, Woody. Ray Ball replaces Jim Cadell. Rake Straw calling the signals at quarterback for the Bears. He takes the snap from center, steps back, a pass intended in. Chicago Bears, seven for the New York Giants. More New York Giants football in just 60 seconds. Music. How important is it? The Music Educators National Conference asked some prominent Americans to comment. Otto Graham, head coach of the Washington Redskins. I was born and raised in a musical family. Of course, uh, I was a typical youngster, uh, when my father wanted me to practice, I'd much rather go out and play football or baseball. But if I look back, music, I think, has helped me. I think uh, any good athlete uh, has to have rhythm, has to have timing. And, of course, uh, music is rhythm and timing. I think every youngster uh, should study music at one time or another and have an understanding of it. Give young people the opportunity to build a close relationship with music. Support music in your school. For information, write the Music Educators National Conference. Write M-E-N-C, Box 1300, Washington, D.C., 20013. Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Chicago Bears and the New York Giants. Chicago leading 27-7. 12 seconds of playing time remaining in the third quarter. Along with Dick Lynch and Ted Hodge, this is Woody Erdman. The kickoff was taken by Clarence Childs. He carried it to the 19-yard line. And that is the end of the quarter... And so the New York Giants will be in possession of the football on their own 19-yard line as we start the fourth period of play. Here before we resume action is Ted Hodge. Now Mohawk Airlines introduces more non-stop and jet-powered flights with its new flight schedule. Mohawk is going all out for the comfort and convenience of air travelers. And the new flight schedule holds no exception. An example is the new non-stop jet service from Westchester County to Detroit or jet non-stop from Syracuse to Pittsburgh, Elmira to Cleveland, or New York to Syracuse. Pick up the new Mohawk Airlines flight schedule and see for yourself. Mohawk has not only added more jet flights, but more ways to serve you. Mohawk stewardesses will greet you in their new Saks Fifth Avenue outfit. Jet Mohawk, and see a fashion show on every flight. Mohawk serves 75 cities in 10 states. And here in Chicago, we go into the fourth quarter of play with the Chicago Bears having just gone out in front of the New York Giants by a score of 27 to 7. Other scores on our scoreboard after three periods of play, the Baltimore Colts, 42 and the Atlanta Falcons, 7. Another third quarter score, San Francisco at 21, Washington, 
17. And we go to the fourth quarter now. The Giants will be in possession. It'll be their ball, first and ten. Here to tell you about it, Woody Erdman. Up at the line of scrimmage, the New York Giants. Homer Jones on the far side, Schaffner on the near side. Triplett and Fredrickson are the running backs. Harkin in a pass to Fredrickson. Fredrickson takes it, carries the ball up to the 20-yard line. He took it on about the 15, and he is upended there by Curtis Gentry. That was a short pass in the flat to Fredrickson. Fredrickson caught it on about the 15, carried it to about the 20. And so there's a pickup, but perhaps the yard on the play would make it second down and nine. And so it is 27 to 7. The Bears over the Giants here at the start of the final period of play. Give it a pickup of two, makes it second and eight. Coy is in the ball game, replacing Triplett. There's a pass intended for Aaron Thomas. He was covered beautifully by Richie Pettibone. The strong safety man for the Chicago Bears, incomplete. A pass intended for Aaron Thomas from Fran Tarkenden, incomplete. And so that makes it third and eight. 14 minutes and 18 seconds of playing time remaining in the football game. Third period score, Pittsburgh 7, St. Louis 7. No score in the game between Detroit and Minnesota first quarter. Second period, Dallas 14, New Orleans 7. Final, Baltimore beat Atlanta 49-7. to Out of the huddle, left of the line of scrimmage, the New York Giants. Now the flanker type of offense called by Fran Tarkenden. Tarkenden face, he's being rushed, he rolls out. He's looking for receivers, finds one in Del Schoffner. It was deflected in part by number 20, Joe Taylor. It rolled off the fingertips of Del Schoffner. Deflected in part by Taylor. Schoffner, nevertheless, almost caught it. It just rolled off his fingertips. He couldn't reach far enough to get it, Dick. Fine effort there by Taylor. As you called, Woody, uh, Fran went back to throw the ball. He was looking for Homer. He didn't have enough time to uh, throw the ball to him. He scrambled out to, the, to his own right side. And uh, at this time, that's when a defensive back has to really keep his eye on the receiver. And he kept his eye on Dell, and Estelle made a square out move. He got his hands up there just enough to deflect it. Sayers and Jones are deep as Ernie Coy boots the ball, and it goes end over end, bounds on about the 30, and it's down there by number 51 for the New York Giants, a 49-yard boot. Ed Wysikowski down that ball on the 31 for the New York Giants and at first and 10 Chicago on their own 31 yard line 13 minutes and 58 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest as the Bears are now in possession of the football Austin Denny is the tight end Dick Gordon the split end Johnny Morris the flanker back Gail Sayers and Ron Bull the running back a substitution Ralph Couric goes in to replace Bull Couric moves out on the wing on the near side. Rakestraw calling the signals at quarterback. He hands the ball off to number 41, Piccolo. Piccolo goes off tackle, picks up yardage, gets past the 35, up to about the 39-yard line. Brian Piccolo replaced Gale Sayers in the lineup for the Chicago Bears. And he picks up yardage as the ball was carried up to the, the 39-yard line. Brian Piccolo, a three-year man, six feet tall, 205 pounds, Prior to the start of this game, had 46 carries for 146 yards. He's a graduate of Wake Forest. Number 47, Johnny Morris flanked out to the far side. Dick Gordon flips to the near side. Over the ball at center is Mike Pyle. He's a graduate of Yale. There's the snap to Rakestraw. He fades. A short pass intended for Piccolo, incomplete. 
And so that makes it third and two. 12 minutes and 45 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. And the Bears are leading 27 to 7. Next week, the Pittsburgh Steelers come to Yankee Stadium. Coming into the football game, Obradovich leaving the game, Dick Gordon. Obradovich, who plays both defense and offense. He's a defensive end and an offensive end. In there offensively for blocking purposes. That's right, Woody. They're part of the play coming right his way. There is a marker on the field as they started to put the play in a motion. It was jumping, uh, I think it was against the Giants. Uh, they were, unless, I should say, they, they might have been pulled off. Uh, yeah, it is against the Giants, Woody. Both uh, sides. So this is the Bears. Uh, first down. And Obradovich doesn't even have to block. And so Dick Gordon replaces Obradovich at split end for the Chicago Bears. And the ball is resting now on their own 44-yard line. That makes it first and ten. Number 47, Johnny Morris, flanked out to the far side. And Dick Gordon is split to the near side. There's a snap to Rakestraw. A pass over to Johnny Morris. Morris was on about the line of scrimmage. And he is stopped as he receives the pass by Scott Eaton. Right, and Scott Eaton that time uh, read the play perfect. Uh, uh, this is the same play that Morris took a, a two-yard hit and then went about uh, 20 yards with the ball. Uh, what might happen now, you got to be very careful, and they've done this many times. Uh, they will fake that little hitch and let Scott Eaton come on up, and then Johnny Morris can just take off and go deep. And they've done this before, and they might be trying to set this up. Uh, Scott will have to be very careful, but I know he's a fine defensive back, and he reacts very well. Uh, I think he'll be able to handle it. As the Bears move out of the huddle, Johnny Morris is on, is on the flank on the far side, and Gordon is split to the near side. Rakestraw takes the snap from center. There is a lateral intended for Brian Piccolo. It was thrown behind Piccolo. Piccolo then reversed his position, got back to the football, and fell on it. So the ball is back now on the 30-yard line of the Chicago Bears. Right, Woody. Uh, they seem to have some uh, mix-up in their signals. This is around the third play I've seen uh, mixed up. And I think it might be doing part to Piccolo and Couric, the two new men. They're probably a little excited about being in the football game. They both have three years' experience, but I don't, um, I don't think they have that much playing time. And even with Rakestraw in there, uh, that makes them uh, three new men, basically, and uh, they'll have to iron these things out. Gordon to the near side, Morris to the far side, Mike Pyle to center, Rakestraw calling the signal, takes the snap, fades. There's a pass over the line to number 32, Couric. Couric gets the pass on about the 35-yard line. He's dropped on the 37 by Ed Wysikowski. So that's short of a first down, and the Chicago Bears will be forced to punt. We have 10 minutes and 50 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest, and the Giants are down 27-7. to So they're back by three touchdowns. 10 minutes and 35 seconds of playing time remaining in the game. It is now 4th and 17 for the Bears as Bobby Joe Green goes back to do the booting for Chicago. Over the ball at center, Mike Pyle. There's the snap from center. It's a punt into the wind that bounds high in the air and they're allowing it to roll and it rolls back to about the 25-yard line where it is down on the 25-yard line. So it will be 1st and 10 
New York Giants on their own 25. The score here at Wrigley Field in Chicago, 27 for Chicago, 7 for the Giants, and more New York Giants football in just 60 seconds. Here in Chicago, other than a 36-yard scoring drive put on by the Bears late in the third quarter, it's been a seesaw battle in the second half. It's very little scoring. The Giants put the ball in play. Here to tell you about it, Woody Erdman. There's the snap to Tarkin. Tarkin and hands the ball off. It's carried into the line. And uh, I believe there's a fumble in there. We're waiting for them to unfold. And the Bears have recovered. Yes, that's right, Woody. And once again, it's this Bear defensive team that's come up with the big play. Uh, they certainly remind me of that defensive team in 1963 and they won it that title uh, strictly on defense that year uh, they allowed their opponents an average of 10 yards uh, 10 points per game uh, and in the championship game that's all we did score against them they only scored 14 uh, 14 points but it was enough to win the football game and now it's the same thing happening this year and uh, with this great chicago fair defense really looking up and pursuing and doing a heck of a job uh, they have given the opportunity once again to the chicago offense First and 10, Chicago on the Giants, 23. Rakestraw calling the signals for the Bears. Takes the snap from center, hands the ball off. It's carried into the near side of the line where he hits the stone wall. Ralph Kurek took a handoff from Rakestraw. And as he moved to the near side of the line, Ed Wysikowski and Bob Lertzema hit him. And just like concrete, he was stopped. Right, he went right down. It was a fine hit by Wysikowski, and he's uh, very happy to be in the football game. He's replacing Ken Avery. And uh, don't you know that they're, uh, they're going to come right at him and test him out? And that's exactly what they're doing. The Washington Redskins have beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-28 to this afternoon. The Giants up at the line of scrimmage. There's a snap from center. The ball carried to the near side and forced out of bounds on the near side. Brian Piccolo carried Freeman White forced him out of bounds. Brian Piccolo in the football game replacing Gail Sears. Ralph Couric has replaced Ron Bull. Larry Rakestraw, earlier during the course of the afternoon, replaced the injured Jack Cannon. It's third and five, Chicago, with the ball resting on about the 18-yard line of the New York Giants. And a play that we saw earlier in the third quarter, when they try to hit the tight end, Jones, he was open. You just might see that play here. Uh, that's about the only place I have to go. Jimmy Jones is in the ball game, as Dick has indicated, at tight end. There's the snap to Rakestraw. The ball is uh, given to Jones, and Jones, along the near sideline, Clarence Childs uh, forces him out of bounds. Well, it's not exactly what I had in mind, Woody. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to get the ball that way. I... Uh, but it's another fine play uh, by Jones, and, and this was again a reverse. Uh, this is due in part to the great uh, pursuit of the New York Giants. They're co coming down, they're following the football, they're following every move of those uh, bare backs. And as they moved inside that time, they came right around on the outside, picked up enough yardage for the first down. So it's first and ten, Chicago Bears. A carry by Jimmy Jones, who has gone into the ball game at tight end, replacing Austin Denny. Number 47, Johnny Morris flanked to the near side. And Gordon is put to the far side. Number 12, Rakestraw, rolls off the far side. He carries it in for a touchdown. He fakes action from the near side. And on some beautiful, deceptive handling of that ball, he rolled out to the far side. Everything was moved to the near side, and Rakestraw carried it in for the touchdown. Well, that's the play that uh, Giant fans remember so well with... Uh, 
I say Gary Wood used to do it so much. He takes the, the sweep, he kept the ball himself and just cut out all, it was all by himself. The only boy in front of him was uh, uh, Bill Swain, and Swain just missed him. So uh, you got to give credit to a race tour. It was a fine play. Once again, it was the pursuit of the New York Giants that enabled that play to work. The extra point kick was good. So it is now 34 for the Chicago Bears, 7 for the New York Giants. Seb? And there's a pause in the action here in Chicago. The score, 34 for the Bears and 7 for the Giants. More Giants football in just 30 seconds. Yes, here's a simple step to help reduce your risk of heart attack. Eat a balanced diet, low in cholesterol and saturated fat. A healthful diet benefits the whole family. For other steps to reduce your risk, ask your heart association. Chicago, the Chicago Bears on the scoreboard once again. Now lead the Giants by a score of 34 to 7 with eight minutes playing time remaining in the ball game. The Giants set to receive now as it'll be Mac Percival kicking off for the Bears once again. Percival places the ball down on the 40-yard line. Giants all set to receive from the far side of the field. Here to tell you about it, once again, the network voice of the Giants, Woody Erdman. Max Percival kicks off for the Chicago Bears. It's a high one. It's taken by number 27, Randy Minier. Minier races up the near sideline. He is nailed at the 30-yard line on the near side of the field. And so it will be first and 10 for the New York Giants on their own 30-yard line. Earl Morrow has replaced Fran Tarkenton at quarterback for the Giants. So it's first and 10 Giants on their own 30-yard line. We have seven minutes and 51 seconds of playing time remaining in this contest. Earl Morrow has replaced Fran Tarkenton at quarterback for the Giants. They move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage. Del Schopner is flanked out to the far side and Homer Jones is split to the near side. Morrow takes the handoff. He passes. Good to Del Schopner. Schopner gets it on about the 42 or 43 yard line and he's dropped there by Curtis Gentry. A pass from Morrow to Del Schopner moves the ball up to about the 43. So it will be first and 10 Giants on their own 43 yard line. Seven minutes and 10 seconds of playing time remaining in this contest. And the Chicago Bears are leading 34 to 7. Schaffner flanks out to the far side and Homer Jones splits to the near side. The tight end Aaron Thomas. There is a marker on the play as the Chicago Bear on the near side was offside. I believe it was Ed Obradovich. A marker on the play. Six minutes and, six and 56 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. The Bears leading 34 to 7. Five yards stepped off against the Chicago Bears and that makes it first and five for the Giants. So the ball has been placed now on about the 46, the 47. Man, that uh, Earl likes to hit, or has liked to hit in the past, is that Aaron Thomas, and I think that's the boy that they'd like to see uh, open up here. Earl Morrow calling the signals for the Giants, takes the snap from center, hands the ball off, it's carried into the middle by Tucker Fredrickson. Fredrickson carries it past the midfield stripe, down to about the 46-yard line of the Chicago Bears. Now that should be enough for about a first down. They may call for a measurement. A handoff from Earl Morrow to Tucker Fredrickson. 
They're calling for a measurement. We have six minutes and 30 seconds of playing time remaining in the football game. <laughs> Randy Minier replaces Tucker Fredrickson. Minier has just been activated for the Giants. Well, I think uh, with Minier in there now and uh, replacing Tucker, you're going to see him come out of the backfield and it's going to be a... I think he's going to throw the football and put it in the air. He'll have around five receivers to uh, throw to, Woody. The Giants are up at the line of scrimmage, Dick. Earl Moyle calling the signals. Takes a snap from center. He gets away from one tackler. There's a pass over to the far side. Completed to Randy Minier. There is a marker on the play. A marker on the play on about the midfield strike. Dick Butkus. And I believe it's a face mask penalty that will be called against Chicago, Dick. Well, it's a 15-yarder, Woody. It probably is a face penalty. Butkus came over there and really... Uh, Hit Minier now. That's the second time that he's been uh, he's been hit very hard in this ball game. But uh, it's a, that's an unnecessary roughness call against uh, Dick Butkus and the Bears. Gives the Giants first down on about the uh, 35-yard line. And again, uh, Maul had five men uh, to throw to that time. He had everyone out of the backfield, no protection, and threw to the uh, release valve Minier. Up at the line of scrimmage, the New York Giants. Marl calling the signal, takes the snap from center, face into the pocket. He's being rushed. He's being pulled down behind the line of scrimmage. The ball rolls out of his hands. I believe the play was called dead on about the 44-45 yard line. Ed Obradovich nailed him. Obradovich, the left defensive end for the Chicago Bears. The ball is being put down on about the 43 yard line of the Chicago Bears. Well, this Obradovich, Ed Obradovich, uh, is really having a fine year. It wasn't really uh, spectacular in the beginning, but now they say his last two football games, he's really come on like he's all pro, and he's doing a fine job here today. He's been in on many a tackle. He's kept the pressure on targets, and then now he's keeping the pressure up on Earl Moore. He certainly has been a big force today for the Chicago Bears, causing the boys, the quarterback, to throw the ball early and causing these interceptions that's been taking place. 34 to 7. There's the snap to Morrow. Morrow being rushed. Gets away from one tackler. Passes the ball to number. Is that Randy Minier? Minier gets the ball on about the 30-yard line. Races along the near sideline. And he is finally pushed out of bounds on about the 22-yard line by Curtis Gentry. So that first and 10 New York Giants on the Chicago Bears 23-yard line. While we have an opportunity, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the New York Giants Radio Network. This is the Bright Sound in radio. WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station at 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Wrigley Field, Chicago. Five minutes and 49 seconds of playing time remaining. And the Chicago Bears are leading the New York Giants 34 to 7. There's the snap to Earl Morrow. A pass intended for Joe Schaffner. Incomplete. Almost intercepted by Joe Taylor. Taylor was covering Schaffner. Taylor was right on his back, uh, real fine coverage that time. He was watching his receiver. Uh, had he looked up that time, he would have seen the ball thrown behind Dell, and he might have picked it off. It would have been a touchdown for, for the Bears because there was no one uh, in his way to stop him. But real fine coverage by Taylor. And once again, that Chicago front four plus Butkus. Uh, Butkus was blitzing that time, put a lot of pressure on Earl. Earl had to get rid of the ball a little early. Dallas leading the Wardians in the third quarter, 24 to 10. And now Homer Jones is split to the far side. Schaffner flanked to the near side. 
Morrow calling the signal. And there are markers on the play as the Chicago Bears moved offside. There's a discussion down there with Earl Morrow in the center of it. And I believe they're calling a penalty against the Giants for luring the Bears offside. Five minutes and 45 seconds of playing time remaining. That's right, Woody. They, uh, they had to hold Chicago Bears team that time right inside the uh, giant offensive line. They jumped up. Evidently, it was one of the guards who pulled them offside. They're looking at Andy Gross. He's a, uh, a young rookie. He's in there. He might have been the one that pulled them offside. Andy Gross has replaced Pete Case in the offensive line for the New York Giants. Schaffner flanks to the near side, and Homer Jones is a split end, moved in on the far side. Morrow takes the snap from center. There is a pass to Crispino, who is in the ball game for the Giants. He gets the ball on the 20-yard line, and he's tackled on the 20-yard line by Dick Pettibone. And so the ball is now on the 20-yard line, and that will make it five minutes and 22 seconds of playing time remaining, third and seven. Five minutes and 10 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. And with the ball on the 20, it is third and seven for the Giants. As they move out of the huddle, Homer Jones is on the near side, and Schaffner is flanked to the far side. Earl Morrow calling the signals. Takes a snap from center. Step. He went back into the pocket, stepped forward two steps. He could not move. A pass rush was put on him, and he was pulled down behind the line of scrimmage back on the 24 by Dick Eby and Dick Butkus. Well, they're putting a lot of pressure on Earl, and the whole front four is in there, right on top of them, Woody. Uh, uh, they're real strong down there. I don't think they want to let the Giants score. They have a lot of pride in their uh, defensive unit, and if it looks like this is going to be uh, like this for the Bears the rest of the year, they're going to be tough competition, and they might, as their players indicate, they feel they have a real good chance at the title. Uh, they'll know a little bit more this afternoon as the uh, Green Bay Packers meet the Cleveland Browns. Frank McCray replaces Obradovich. Schaffner is flanked to the far side. Homer Jones on the near side. Morrow takes the snap from center. There is a pass intended for Bob Crispino. He had his hands on it, but couldn't hold it. The pass was just a little low, and Earl is just after to throw that ball low. Crispino, as he came toward the middle of the field, stepped down to try to grab hold of that football, could not hold it, and so the Chicago Bears take over on their own 24-yard line. Right, and, and that was, once again, excellent coverage that time by uh, Rosie Taylor, uh, right on top of Crispino, of course, and helping him along. Uh, he flexed the football, too, Woody. I thought had uh, Bobby was reaching for it. Good defensive uh, play there by the defensive secondary, in particular, Rosie Taylor. 34-7, to 7, the Chicago Bears leading the New York Giants. We have four minutes and 21 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. Final scores, 49 Baltimore, 7 Atlanta. 31 to 28, Washington beats the San Francisco 49ers this afternoon. In the third period, it is Dallas 24, New Orleans 10. In the third quarter, Detroit 10, Minnesota 10. And in the third quarter, Pittsburgh and St. Louis all tied up 7-7. We have some defensive changes for the New York Giants. Randy Stanton replaces Glenn Condren. Jim Calvin replaces Bob Lertsema. Bruce Anderson is in in place of Jim Katsavage. Jim Moran stays as the sole remaining member of the starting front four. Mike Chickalala goes in at middle linebacker for Vince Costello. 
Ed Wysikowski and Bill Swain are the other linebackers. Uh, Lersema is in there rather than Jim Moran. So Lersema and Colvin are the tackles. Anderson and Staten are the defensive end for the Giants. Rakestraw calling the signals for the Chicago Bears. Willie Williams replaces Scott Eaton as the defensive halfback. There's the snap to Rakestraw, the handoff to Piccolo. Piccolo attempts a slant to the near side of the field, and he is stopped after a pickup of perhaps a yard uh, by Edward Zakowski and Clarence Childs, assisted by Bob Lertsema. The ball is placed on the 25. So that will make it second and nine. All right, Woody, and, and with the uh, fine kicker as Bobby Joe Green uh, for the uh, Bears uh, on their side, uh, they'd like to just take this ball and run it, stay inside the uh, field, and uh, not don't go out of bounds. Just keep the clock moving and run this game out. The Chicago Bears up at the line of scrimmage. Larry Rakestraw calling the signals at quarterback for Chicago. There's the snap from center, the handoff to number 41. Uh, Piccolo, Piccolo, has a beautiful broken field running, gets past the 40, past the 50, into Giants territory on about the 47-yard line before he is finally stopped by Clarence Child. Ryan Piccolo took a handoff, looked for an opening, found it, and then made his opening looked for them, found them, took advantage of them as he crossed the midfield stripe, picked up the first down and then some, and finally was brought down on about the 49-yard line, still in Bears territory. Well, they're blocking. They're, they're working on Mike Ciccolella right now and also uh, Jim Colvin, <laughs> and that was fine blocking by Cadill and Pickens that time, Woody. There's the snap to Rakestraw, the handoff to Curick. Curick hits the far side of the line. He gets to about the midfield stripe, and he is stopped there by the New York Giants forward wall, backed up by Mike Chickalella, the middle linebacker. Bruce Anderson and Bob Lertsema. The right side of the defensive line for the New York Giants, spearheading the attack. So the ball is on the midfield stripe, and it is now second and seven. It's in Giants territory, on make it the Giants 49. Out of the huddle, up to the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears. Bob Jones is the flanker back now for Chicago. Rake Straw takes the snap from center. There is a long pass intended downfield for Bob Jones. It is incomplete. He was covered by Clarence Childs. Jones went down the near side of the field, turned in. The pass was thrown so that he could not hold it. He was covered by Clarence Childs. Two minutes and three seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. 34 to 7, the Bears out front. Two minutes and three seconds of playing time remaining. It's third and seven. With the ball resting on the New York Giants 49-yard line. Out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage, the Chicago Bears. Number 43, Bob Jones, flanked out to the far side. Jimmy Jones, the split end on the near side. There is a marker on the play, a pass intended for number 43, Bob Jones, incomplete. As we mentioned, there's a marker on the play. I think there is an offensive holding, Woody, against uh, the Chicago Bears, and that's uh, too bad. The pass was completed to Bob Jones. Uh, it's too bad for Bob Jones because that would have been his first uh, reception of the year. I noticed he hasn't uh, received a pass. He hasn't caught a pass all year. I think uh, Lakeshore is trying to get him his first reception. 15-yard penalty. Stepped off again. The Chicago Bears. 
And so that puts the ball back on the 31-yard line of the Chicago Bears. They're leading 34 to 7. One minute and 55 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. 34 to 7, the Chicago Bears leading the New York Giants. Next week, the New York Giants host the Pittsburgh Steelers at Yankee Stadium. The Bears are back in the huddle. The running backs are Brian Piccolo and Ralph Curick. The flanker backs, Bobby Jones. The split end, Jim Jones. And the tight end, Austin Denny. I believe that's the two-minute timeout, so while we have an opportunity here at Wrigley Field to score is 34 for the Chicago Bears, 7 for the New York Giants. Let's check our scoreboard uh, while we have a moment. On our scoreboard, final scores, the Baltimore Colts 49, the Atlanta Falcons 7. Washington came from behind to beat San Francisco 31 to 28. Now the Bears are huddling back on the 15-yard line to put the ball in play from about the 30. Here again is Woody Erdman. The ball is on the 31, on their own 31. It makes it third and 28 for the Chicago Bears. They're now in a triple flanker offense. Rakestraw takes the snap from center. He hands the ball off to Piccolo. Piccolo, a sweep around the near end. Gets past the 35, up to about the 38-yard line, and he's tackled on the near side of the field by Freeman White. And so the ball is on the 38, and that will make it fourth down for the Chicago Bears, and they will be forced into a punting situation. Fourth and 21. One minute and 40 seconds of playing time remaining in this contest. And the Chicago Bears are leading 34 to seven. The Giants scored seven in the first period. The Bears failed to score in the first quarter. And then the Bears came on strong. 20 in the second quarter, seven in the third, and seven in the final period. 34 to seven, Chicago out front. One minute and 20 seconds of playing time remaining. Back to do the punting is Bobby Joe Green. There's the step from center. And there is the boot. It's called for by Randy Minier. He calls for a fair catch and downs the ball on the 30-yard line. Good for 32 yards. And so it's first and 10 New York Giants on their own 30-yard line. The Giants offensive lineup makes its appearance on the field. We have 54 seconds of playing time remaining in the contest. 50 seconds. Next week, the Steelers and the Giants. The Giants move out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage. Del Schopner flanked out to the far side. Homer Jones split to the near side. Aaron Thomas to tight end. There's a pitch out. Carried to the near side by Randy Minier. I believe there is a loss on the play. He is brought down on about the 26 or 27 by, would you believe it, Ed Obradovich. Once again, Woody, Ed Obradovich. Uh, he's big and strong, and he's having a fine year, as I said. Uh, and he's really, when he gets worked up there, He's going to keep the pressure on those quarterbacks, and he's going to make it uh, just pretty rough on running backs, and that's exactly what he's doing out there today. Time for just one more play. Seven seconds. Six, five.